swords with handle art to spar trolls and charge tolls to cross roads where bandits are. Catacombs and giant doors protect the chests and stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron It's ore. a grand theft of Elder Scrolls, Simon's quest with Toe and Earl, rocket shoes to every crew, Easter eggs and gaming news. The POTUS need some bad dudes to crash a crew like Bandicoot. All shit and gaming and glitch control issues. Control Issues! Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all, yes, y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am A.M. Sorry. And this is A-Dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for Control Issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it. Five stars all through it. Look, you can also go to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure. And head on over to Twitter. My Control Issues is the handle. We're 100% authentic. None of that, none of that bot shit. AMC, how you living? Uh, I am I'm living well. I'm on, um, I have my own self-imposed three-day weekend going on. Took off Monday. There you go. Yes. Uh, the, the little homie Theo is turning three, so we're going to take him to Legoland on Monday. So that's going to be right tomorrow, today, Sunday. So that's going to be awesome. Um, so yeah, last yesterday, didn't really do much. Went to a baby shower. People just having cousins gotten babies. My cousins related brother and sister having babies within the same year. Just everybody having babies. Everybody <laughs> like, babied up. Yeah, babied up. Booed up and babied up. Um, yeah. So it's, it's cool. Once you, I guess once you have kids, that's like what you do. It's like you just hang out with other people who are having kids. But I will say the good thing about that is everybody just seems to be happy. So that's the most important thing. People are just like, Hey, I got a kid. I'm happy. He's like, all right, sweet. I got a kid too. I'm happy too. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new shit. That's the new shit. New yeah. shit. Ah. I got a kid. Ah, she's ah. wild at me. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. And uh, we, we're on our, our second COVID outbreak at work. So I will not, I will, be able, I will be able to, Work from home next week, which will be awesome. Um, yeah, and that and that's just life at the moment. How about yourself, Ada? How you been? Uh, not too bad. You know, getting back into a regular routine of working out, so getting that energy, feeling that that man strength, that density mm. coming back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, other than that, you know, just hanging out, working, cleaning up. Just really, just I got lazy at some point, and it was very detrimental to my being. So getting things back on track. Like it just, it feels better. It feels different. I managed to put in an order for that Optimus Prime Lego set. So I'm uh. waiting for that to arrive. I was actually very surprised, especially given that the Back to the Future set sold out almost instantaneously, but I think Optimus Prime is still available. So I don't know. I don't care. I'll keep it in the box for a little bit, see what the prices do. But at the same token, can't wait to make it. It's, it also transforms without you having to remove any parts. Wait, so it's a Lego that transforms? Yes. That is awesome. It is Optimus Prime. Like the classic <laughs> Optimus Prime, too. <laughs> Those clean lines. And, oh, man. So, yeah, this, I'm just had a homie chilling. I think it's like 15, 1600 pieces. So, mm. that's going to be a fun little day. Yeah, man. Just feeling it. 
Hell yeah. Well, I feel like there's a lot of overlap this week, but A-Dub, what have you been playing? Yeah, I mean, you already know how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> been playing Elden Ring again and, you know, still somehow discovering things that I haven't found. Like, I was just... um. I was just running through all the different armor sets on the Fextra Life wiki and found like about eight or nine that I haven't found yet. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? <laughs> and it's just like, oh yeah, you got to kill these two bosses over in this part. And I'm like, damn, I guess I barely explored that part of the map. And, you know, I found a, I found a cave in a very unconventional location that is rather tough. So I won't be going through there until I get a little more a little more robust, uh, getting more depth with the spells. I got a staff that um, at the expense of more FP, you cast your spells faster and it's more powerful than the staff that I was already carrying. So I'm just sending out more damage quicker. <laughs> and now I'm just, I'm building up my FP reservoir. So it's like, I can still pull off the same amount of moves. So that'll be extremely helpful. One of the big problems I was running into was that you know, even in a boss situation where I have my summon out, it's still tough to get spells off unless the boss is completely distracted by the summon. And like speaking of the summon too, I was running with the Lucarian army for a minute, but now I switched to I think it's um it's like this Landel knight, a Landel dragon knight. <laughs> And he's handling business, barely taking damage, summoning lightning, <laughs> swinging. He's also found a boss that I didn't even know was there and took that down with my knight. That was a hell of a fight, too. I was, I was like, my hands were shaking. My heart was pounding when it was over. I just cut the game off. So have, you put any, um, have you put any points into dexterity to cut down on cast time i i haven't but i've always considered it as a possibility of things i might do i mean, my build is dexterity well intelligence dexterity okay so yeah you have that if you were going i have a little bit but i'm not paying into dexterity often enough to see a difference or a benefit like i just got enough dexterity to be able to wield the weapon that i want to have okay yeah, and then from there, I've just been pumping intelligence because I just got another staff. But this, the staff I upgraded to, it needed 52 intelligence. And I think I was at like 40 when I found it. So I was like, damn, okay, the next 12 levels have to all be intelligence points. And then I finally get to 52. I've been carrying this staff. And then right when I get used to its, its quirks, I get a new staff that needs 60 intelligence. <laughs> so it's just, I'm in this arms race to keep using the best stuff in my inventory. But yeah, once I, I think once I get to about, damn, it's going to want 80 at some point. Isn't it? I feel like, it will. but I feel like once I get to 60, then I can start paying in the other stats on the steady climb to level 200 before I start pushing even further. Yeah, sorry, dude. I really wanted to build a co-op character. <laughs> and I ended up just going nuts. I finally went, I finally started beating story bosses too. So I went, you know, took out took out Radon at the festival. That wasn't a big deal. And then I went back to Stormvale Castle. Now keep in mind I'm like level 112. <laughs> the first time I went through there, I was level 60. I think I had like a plus 14 weapon. Now I'm level 112. I have a plus 20, either 20 or 21 weapon. 
I have like over 50 intelligence. I have a crazy staff. Margaret did not stand a chance, didn't even touch me. I just hit him with spells, dodge, hit him with spells, dodge, hit him with spells, dead. It's like I got him into his, his second phase almost immediately. So it's going to be interesting taking on Godric. We'll see. Um, I'm more excited about moving along the side quests that I missed as well as getting these armor sets that I didn't even know were in the game. I'm, I'm pumped for that. Getting my fashion soles on. I'm looking good. Even found, I went the extra mile and went online. And sure enough, so what happened, and this will be my last bit on Elden Ring, but it's so many details, so much nuance. Like I was in, um, you're in Lyernia of the Lakes, right? Have you been to the, the Academy at Rhea Lucaria? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. To be honest, I don't know any of the names. Like I'm oh, just, yeah. I'm in this area. <laughs> like in the, I kind of just branch in. Like it's a lot of, a lot of like, this is the thing with fantasy games, a lot of made up names. So then I kind of yeah. just start tuning them out until I see it enough to the point where it's like, all right, I need to like, I'll start memorizing that. But yeah, as of right now, I kind of just, I see things and it's kind of like, I focus on skills and spells knowing what those are because they'll come in handy but as far as like areas uh, i'm still piecing all that together yeah for some reason it all stood out to me you know i feel the same way about fantasy it's all that made up shit like this has no relevance to anything that matters to me in my life (laughs) it's like it's like i'm like i'm like right so is godric the father or is it godfrey (laughs) like what is going on oh i'm not i'm not (laughs) even worried about any of that it's too many g's and r's and m's (laughs) like it's like i like see certain things and it's like uh i mean i guess i'll make a mental note but it it doesn't make any sense to me right now (laughs) i mean there's there's godric there's godfrey there's yeah. Godwin, yeah. there's Renala, Ronnie, Rena. <laughs> there, there's Mo, Mogwin, Millennia, Marka, Nicola. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, what's going to happen is once I put in like however many like hours, dozens of hours, then I'm just going to start like looking up like lore videos to kind of yeah. like piece all that together. Like try to get to a point where it's not too spoilery if I happen to see something um that is revealed later but like I, I feel like with this game like reveals won't even like hit me i don't even know if there are reveals in this game like as far as like like oh like this turned the story <laughs> at this point so it's like i almost feel like it's you can explore the lore and it, you'll still be able to like like enjoy the game without like knowing what's ahead of you yeah it's <laughs> it's phenomenal but yeah it's last bit and then i'll, I'll pass the sticks well Basically, there's this character that I really like in the game, and she wears a stone mask. And I was just out of curiosity, like I was, I was in a certain part of the game, and I was looking around, and I saw these portraits, and I was like, "Well, if if that's that person, and that's and those are these three dudes, then that has to be her." And I was like, "You know, I think that's a portrait of her." So I went online and looked it up, and sure enough, it is. And on top of that, somebody had a video showing how to create her face for your character. So I did that, rolling around looking like Sorceress Selling. You ain't ready for that shit. <laughs> I love this game. I get, I go down just wiki rabbit holes, find cool and interesting videos. There's always something different or new that, you know, you think you found everything, you think you got it all, you got your little platinum trophy. Did you go here? Did you get this? Have you tried this? Elden Ring, the game that keeps on giving hundreds of hours later. But AMC, what have you been playing? 
Um, a little bit more of the same. Uh, I won't get too into Elden Ring because pretty much uh, it's, it's about the same. Push forward, exploring here, but like as I explore, like I'll uncover an area of the map, and then I literally just, as I said with you, like I just start setting markers everywhere, like those beacons, and then I just hit up all the beacons, and then once I do that, then just like rinse and repeat, just explore, move on to the next thing, and explore that area. So like. Does some fun stuff, cleared out like a fort for a dude. Now I gotta go there, see what that's all about. Learned about like some some another keep that I need to go to to find like the other half of this thing. And then um, you know, it's just it's kind of giving me like little breadcrumbs of like places to go. And then so I kind of just either I'll take a note or if I know kind of the general area of the map, then I'll kind of set like a a point of interest marker for me so that I know to go back there. And that's pretty much it. And I've been like going back towards things just because I know like when I started the game, I would get to a certain point and then I would end up, you know, just heading, heading West or whatever. And then, so I'd forget to like go back and explore. And so I've gone back to other areas and, you know, like it's cool. Like I'll find like ashes or, or I guess summons that um, I might've missed out on. So I'm just building up that collection of minions to summon, uh, even though I just keep running with the same one. And uh, yeah, um, just learning more about like just the world and the map and things along those lines. And yeah, like the, the I guess one of the big takeaways like I was like getting from this game is like it just reminds me of a good like, battle anime where you kind of get to like certain, especially early on in the game, you get to certain like mini bosses or bosses, and you get your ass beat. And just like in an anime, you get your ass beat, and then you and go off. You get stronger learn a new technique, come back a little, looking a little different, looking a little stronger, looking a little bolder. And you take that person down. And the other thing, like, as I was playing this, um, like uh, you would send me a text. You're just like, wow. Like, I feel like I'm just running through certain areas with this, like, like being a sorcerer. And I was like, yeah, like I've, I've, I felt like that too. Um, and I haven't even played melee yet, which would just be its own thing. But uh, yeah, like going up against like, you know, going in the, the tombs and the caves and things along those lines and fighting those like, you know, those cave bosses or tomb bosses and some you just come across and it's literally just my summon goes in, distracts them. I just sit back, cast, like send off a couple spells and, and drop them with like what seems like almost like seven or eight shots. And it's really mm -hmm. quick. And that's also like, I don't know, that was the thing that I was, as I was playing that and thinking about that, and it's one of those things that you want to, that you would like to be able to relay to the uh, the difficulty people, like I can't play this game because I don't have difficulty options, is that a big thing in this game is that like, I know a lot of people will criticize other games for having, you know, bullet sponge bosses and things along those lines. And in this game, Outside, like obviously the big big bosses, it's a different, it's a completely different story. But a lot of the the enemies that you come across out in the world, even like the mini bosses, it's only a couple shots to like take them down. It's just the the flip side of it is it's only a couple shots to take you down. <laughs> and so it's not like you're underpowered. It's that you just have to like be on your p's and q's and make sure that you don't take unnecessary damage. But if you do that, you get off your shots and you're gonna drop them in like only like maybe like. 10 or so like spell spell cast like only like 10 or so shots and you can drop certain like mini bosses so it's you're not underpowered and i feel like that's like maybe a misconception a lot of people have is like it's like oh it's just hard like you just go in there and you get your ass beat and it's like that's not necessarily the case is if you're if you're not paying attention 
you you forget that you're vulnerable and then you get dropped quickly but then you go back to that same boss and you use the map a little bit better you you dodge you don't end up falling off the side and you can end up taking down that same boss within like five minutes or less <laughs> like it's, it's actually really quick some of the battles that i have and so yeah like it's just like one of those things like once again just depending who you're getting your information from you can get two different sides of the story when it comes to playing elden ring and yeah i'm just i'm continuing to love that the other game i've been playing a dub <laughs> this is what i've been waiting for you know not from a high anticipation but more of just the like yeah i'm when this comes out i'm gonna play it and i hope i have a good time playing it and because of maybe the nature of the platform that it got released on and that being diablo immortal and so yeah yes. i i this is the only game that i've ever pre-ordered on my apple phone <laughs> pre, how you pre-order a free game i it just when i was on uh i don't know i was like on the app store and it like advertised um diablo immortal like maybe a month or so ago and i was like what i can get diablo immortal right now and then i click on it and it's like pre-order and i was like oh, okay cool i'll pre-order this and then i just wake up and the app is just installed on my phone and there's a notification God, that man. diablo immortal is available so i just woke up on what june 1st and diablo immortal is on my phone ready to be played you just um, rolled over <laughs> <laughs> got that hot ass phone <laughs> <laughs> yeah just downloading gigs all night <laughs> yeah um, 10 gigs of additional <laughs> assets and content. but i mean hey, content man content, and that's that's diablo in a nutshell and so yeah i i load it up i start playing it and i'm having a good time and unfortunately i'm i'm having a good time and i'm like oh shit let me uh quickly google diablo motors to see like you know kind of like what's what's going on what are people talking about with diablo immortal and it's immediately just like people forgot that this game came out for free and it's on mobile. Yeah. Like, just giving it that console treatment. Like I'm seeing like IGN review in progress of Diablo Immortal. Oh, like, Diablo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, this is not good. Um, and then, I think they reviewed uh, Mario Kart Tour or whatever. It, it, and the same thing. Like, oh, this is not going to be good. Like, because so when Mario Kart Tour came out, that, that's a perfect setup for Diablo Immortal. Mario Kart Tour came out. It was a game that I was looking forward to, and a podcast that I'm no longer listening to. Like they were, they were all about like, oh, getting hyped for Mario Kart Tour to come out, and then it comes out, and they're basically like, why isn't this console Mario Kart on my iPhone? And it's like because uh, it's fucking a mobile game. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's the reaction to it is like, oh, like this is this isn't the console Mario Kart game on an iPhone that I was expecting it to be. And it's like, well, duh. Like it's never the case. But um yeah, so and so I remember when Mario Kart Tour came out, there was a lot of negativity around it and it was almost to be honest, it was something that I was going to pass up on. And Marissa saw it and she was like, What's, what's going on with this Mario Kart Tour? Like, we we liked Mario Kart, I think, 8 uh, on the Switch. Like, what's going on with this mobile one? Because she's all about, like, mobile games. She played Candy Crush. She plays Candy Words of Friends. Yep. She plays Words of Friends to this Words day, religiously. And uh, she was like, I'm, I'm going to give it a try. And so she downloads it, and she's fucking loving it. And I'm like, I'm going to hop on this Mario Kart Tour. There you go. Next thing you know, three years later, we're still playing Mario Kart Tour weekly, joining all the rankings, like competing with people. And, you know, when it came out, it was all the same bullshit that Diablo Immortal is getting paid to win, yada, yada. Three years, we haven't spent a dime on it. This is how Mario Kart Tour works. You 
they have these weekly uh, rankings where you race, you basically you're just racing for the highest score possible. And your highest score is put up against other people within your tier, uh, which is like your ranking. I'm like, I think I'm tier 48. And if I get first place, I get gems, which I can then put towards uh, a loot box and and I'm like shit. And, but the thing is that I've never had to spend money. I'm playing within my tier. So that means I, it's always competitive. Like, um, th- and that's how it works. If you, here's how, if you end up like, you know, putting money towards the game, you could be in a higher tier. But if you don't put money towards the game, then you're going to be like tier 40 and you're going to be playing against other tier 40 people. And it's not like they're spending money to be better than you because they are on your level. <laughs> so there's nothing that they could do to be better than you. It's just if you want to be in a higher tier, um, then you're probably going to spend some money to get to like tier 70 or whatever. But if you don't, then you'll be playing against people on your tier. But you all have access to the same characters and it's the exact same fucking game. Nothing different at all. <laughs> And so, yeah, getting into Diablo Immortal, I, I started playing it. I played that first area, which is kind of like the tutorial uh, of the game. And um, what I will say about Diablo Immortal is that it feels like Diablo Light, <laughs> which yeah. is like it's it's a Diablo game. It's the controls like aren't the same as if you had a controller, like you're fucking playing with the touchscreen. But you got your moves, you got your characters a lot more class. Like I didn't read anything about Diablo Immortal. I was just like. When this comes out, I'm going to just play it and see how it is. So when I open it up, I'm like, damn, there's like fucking, there's like six or five classes. There's a lot of classes in the game. You have a ton of options. Um, I went with Necromancer. I hop out there. I immediately, I have my, my skeletons with me and I'm playing it. I'm leveling up. I'm getting more skills. And as you level up your skills upgrade with you. So um, it's a little involved, but it's not as say like, it's not like Diablo two, where you have like this super involved skill tree it's like you have your skills and as you level up you unlock the skills and as you level up those skills get stronger um there's the loot loot drops um they have like obviously like what you would expect in diablo they have the the basics the the regulars or the rares and you got the legendaries mm-hmm. um and then uh yeah. <laughs> and then uh yeah so i played through that first area i beat the first mini boss and then i get into the I guess like so now this part feels a little bit like Diablo 2. So I get into now what is almost like a hub world-ish area. It's that first, like, you know, that first big town in the map. And there's all of, all, all of a sudden I have a chat box and there's like people chatting <laughs> with each other. I see care like in, I see other players running around on the map with me, things like yeah. that. And that reminds me now very much of like my experience with Diablo 2, not Diablo 3 at all. Diablo 2 was very much like there are hub worlds and you would go out into like the early areas of the map and there would be other computer, uh, not computer, there'd be other players, users running out in the world with you and you can like fight alongside them against like the, the enemies out there or you can just choose to continue doing your own shit. Um, they encourage like joining up in groups and clans and things along those lines and then um and then it gets into the i guess the live service e part of it where there's like events and things along those lines and you log in you get a login bonus that like mm-hmm. gives you like like resources and equipment um, speaking of i missed out on the past couple of days yeah like you get your first kill of the day gets you like a bonus that you can collect <laughs> and it's that's like, one of my like, favorites and there's bounties <laughs> yeah there's bounties you 
clear a quest, you get like you can collect uh, rewards from that and, and shit like that. So it's just there's a constant chess everywhere. <laughs> yeah, there's a constant feed system of like rewards and rewards and rewards on top of that. And and so like once again, it's I don't understand. Like uh, I don't, like did you you didn't get did you get trolls from this game or? We can no, or no, no. okay, good. So like, it would have been too on the nose, you know that. <laughs> it's, it's it's too easy, and and so yeah, like like everything I see, and like, and it's unfortunate right now because it is like somewhat ruining the experience of wanting to just be around other people that are enjoying this game. Because so like when I tried to Google search it, everything was about loot boxes, about like oh they you won't be able to get it in these countries because it has loot boxes. Uh. And then um, so I'm like, all right, fuck this. I'm not going to Google this. I'm not going to go to any of the uh, the IGNs and things along those lines. I'm going to try to go to any of the countries where it's banned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I go on Reddit because the mario kart tour they have a they have a subreddit and it's all people who love mario kart and so it's super positive it's just people who are hyped up for whatever events going on and things like that and so i look up diablo immortal i see that they have a subreddit for diablo immortal so i jump in there and it's all like fucking uh it's, it's pay to win uh like uh I, we discussed this in the pre-show one of the first threads i see is somebody saying uh, i put in the first 50 hours of the game like are completely <laughs> playable without the having first to 50 yeah without being able to like you don't need to pay anything but then once you hit that 50 mark you start hitting this area where like or you start hitting a point where like you would then like probably want to pay to start progressing the same way um i also saw like like somebody saying like oh like to max out a character it will require a hundred thousand dollars and it's like like who's Who's getting in the game and wanting to max out a character within a week? <laughs> Is that how Diablo people works? Who just want, people who just want to say it's trash and move on. Yeah, it's like... I did everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like you expected to play Diablo for a week and have a maxed out character with all the best loot. Like, no, nah, you don't download 10 gigs of content in order to find the one piece of content that, that rules all. Like, it doesn't work that, like that. Um, I played Diablo 3 for over... 800 hours and have nothing close to the best gear like i i have maybe but somewhere in my stash maybe three or four primal agents yeah i mean like anytime i I, i've talked to you where you're like you hopped into diablo 10 years later it's like i've found a new way to reconfigure like i got this new loot which now is got me to reconfigure what spells I have. And now I'm doing this maelstrom that is doing trillions of damage oh. <laughs> and things like that. It is just, yeah, like that's Diablo. You're always getting strong one because they're always supporting it. And there's going to be seasons in which they're put out new, new sets, new armor, new weapons, things along those lines they are always adding new content into the game. So this idea that there is a peak when they're constantly updating and supporting it, what doesn't, it flies in the face of what Diablo, Diablo actually is um but yeah people just they always have that approach with these especially with these loot games they're always like well what's the best thing and then how quick can i get it and it's like that's not how these games work (laughs) like do you go do you go into regular old games thinking like what's the best thing how long is it gonna take me like no you usually go in there one thinking it's gonna be trash but then also (laughs) just playing the goddamn game like Nobody does this kind of research and all this math for games that don't have this stuff. Like you never hear anybody complain about how long it takes to get things in games that don't have microtransactions. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like 
I say all that to say this, like I have a, I think like level 15 necromancer and I'm fucking loving this Diablo Immortal game. And no, it's not like, it doesn't replace Diablo three. It's not like so good that I'm not going to look forward to playing Diablo four. Like it's just Diablo on my phone. It's Diablo while I'm taking a shit. It's Diablo. I got five minutes at work. I'm sitting at a cubicle because I got to be in there two days of the week. I'm going to hop on Diablo and handle this business real quick. I'm a um, yeah. <laughs> and I can quit at any point, pick it right back where I left off and just yeah. handle my business. And, you know, it's actually like, I'm enjoying like the little bits of story in the game. Like the, the voice acting is great. Um, the little bit of action is great when like, you know, like uh, you, you finish a boss and all these, like all these animations are going on and the, and the, and the NPC is talking and then doing its thing and getting attacked by this demigod. <laughs> like it's, it's absolutely awesome. It's Diablo um, on a phone, but with that, and as you put it, like, uh, and maybe you could speak on it. It's like with that blizzard care, like they don't just put out products and then move on. Like very much like another, like another, I guess, entity that we'll probably end up discussing on today, Warhammer. Like they don't just put out shit just to put out shit. Like they put it out and they try to put like that level of polish and care in, into that game. And like, I mean, like you speak on that, that culture of blizzard when it comes to their games. I mean, it takes them a long time to make a game, but you're getting that back in quality and content and support, man. It's come on now. Diablo 3 released on PlayStation 3, still the best value in gaming out there. One of the, if not the, a completely different game than when it launched. Way more content, way more replay value, two new classes, whole new act, <laughs> seasons, <laughs> adventure mode, riffs, greater riffs. Uh, infernal machines to fight the uber bosses uh, all kinds of new treasure goblins yeah. the last of us content <laughs> yeah i must feel like and it's that is a part of like at least like blizzard games as of late that i think of too is like that that level to that how they evolve their games and the reaction to the initial release to then when you get to the point where it's just the community that's playing it and they've taken the time like you look at overwatch and when it when it releases you know, the, the casuals are getting it and all they're talking about is like, there's not enough content. We're all the modes, mm -hmm. like, yada, yada, yada. And then people stick with it. And then you got quick play and then they, they start putting in the custom options and the events and things along those lines. And the game just continues to evolve and evolve over time. And very much that was the story of Diablo three. It, it comes out, people are mad at like the shops and the microtransactions and mm -hmm. what is it? The, uh, the, uh, the auctions and things like that. And then, that is no longer the story of Diablo three years later. <laughs> like it is this completely different game that has now like in what Diablo three was like, uh, you can't put it out on a console. And next thing you know, it's like, this game is incredible played with a controller. And that's, fact, that's the best way to play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, I don't know. There's so much that I feel like it's, I, unfortunately, I now have to just, buying my time just wait wait out like a month or two when the casuals get off of diablo immortal and then it's just the community the casuals. And, yeah and then i'll just be able to hop in like just a fan site and just be able to fucking like just hear about diablo immortal and, and like why other people love this game and so yeah it's um it's funny that the people who are enjoying the game it's we're in that place where the people who are enjoying the game are getting shouted down for the people who are annoyed with microtransactions on a free game 
whether or not they played it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, it's the only mobile game I ever played that feels damn near identical to a console game. Yeah, exactly. Controls beautifully, even without a controller. <laughs> yeah, you're, like you were saying, like it's like, oh, like I'm I'm now realizing that I can move and get off my attacks and things like that. So it's not just this stationary act this stationary action game. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm comboing my magic. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I have so I have the I can drop this ice crystal that has an area of effect. It slows down enemies and it deals damage until it explodes when it deals more damage. But while it's an ice crystal doing its thing, I can shoot it with my ray of frost and it refracts the beam to all the enemies. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like I'll just drop it in the middle of a group. They can't move. Hit it with the beam and just zapping them. And if there's like a big enemy in there or somebody's moving just a little too fast out of the area, I can press the skill again and automatically detonate the, the crystal. <laughs> that is awesome. It's yeah, so the combo and attacks. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. I mean, and I it, mean, if if you end up like playing it on that level, I mean, not at that level, but I mean, if we're near the same level, that definitely could be a game where every now and then, like, hey, you want to hop on real quick? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's good, man. I don't know why people yeah. trip. And uh, yeah, um, just don't fucking play it. Why do you gotta dominate the conversation? Yeah. Trying to trying to tell people what to think and how to how to like strike back. <laughs> <laughs> and so enjoying this game, um, my hopes is that so one of these things with like if we're gonna talk about like the negativity of like you know free-to-play games and microtransactions, live service, all that bullshit. You got to talk about the positivity behind the two. And one thing I will say about Mario Kart Tour and the reason why it's one of my favorite Mario Kart games of all time is that three years later, they've continued to support it. They, they've added in, I can't even tell you like, I'm, I, if I were to go through, I'd say there's probably like a hundred playable characters. Um, they still add in new specials, things along those along those lines with like the different characters. Like they just added Dark Doctor Mario. One of his yes. spe- his special is he has like pills, <laughs> of course, <laughs> and uh, and things like that. And yeah, they just continue to add more to that game, new courses and events, as I said. And that is my hope for Diablo Immortal. If it's one of those games that they you know becomes a cash cow for them on the side. Um, that they'll continue to add like more classes, uh, you know, more uh, areas to explore. As I, as I mentioned, just more loot, more um, builds, things along those lines. Um, because yeah, as long as like people are getting together in their clans and playing out these events, uh, it's the Diablo that it's the MMO Diablo that like people would get mad at if they put on, uh, you know, consoles. And so mm-hmm. now you have your MMO Diablo game where you can join a clan. You can run, you can run your event, like, raids or whatever the hell they have set up and get your loot and chill with the homies and do the and do the damn thing um and so yeah i talk about your builds yeah i like i'm absolutely not mad at it it's diablo light and diablo in the perfect form as far as like playing this game on the go on your phone (laughs) but that's all i gotta say for that adub let's get into these topics of the week topics of the week all right, we got so much A-Dub. You want to lead off? Where are we going to go with this? Uh, I'm going I'm to start light, and then we'll get into the main event a little later. We got PlayStation Plus games for June. Yes. Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, I don't know how people are going to feel about it. 
Bro, this was like when I saw this, I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" And then right when you said that, I was like, "Oh yeah, that, that's 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 the blind spot that I." <laughs> yeah. So we got God of War from 2018. Uh, okay. New okay. Shit. All right. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Naruto to Boruto Shinobi Striker. All right, all right, all right. Which I might have to get. Yeah. And I think we have what a uh, Nickelodeon All Stars too, right? Yes, that 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 is a big one for me. I, I immediately let my the homie Kimmick, my brother <laughs> Blair, yes. I let him know about that because he, he let me know when that game got announced. Um, and so I was like, that shit is on PS Plus. Uh, and he's one of those like he's literally one of those people that only plays like PS Plus, like doesn't buy games, like plays like Apex oh, wow. Legends. I think uh, he's like all about Titanfall too because that was on PS Plus. And so I let him know. I was like, do yourself a favor, please get God of War, and if you find yourself with some free time. Just, just give it a try. Just give it a try. So that's uh, that's a lifestyle that somebody can have. Yeah, just, I mean, and I don't that's, buy games. I just play the free games to come out. Everyone. And that's the that's that shit. Like where people like people get mad. Like oh, it had a down month. Yada yada yada. Like he bought a PlayStation, uh, got PS Plus, and he survives off of that. He's eating off of that. Perfectly fine. Perfectly happy. Not mad when there's a down month. Like he just, he plays his apex and plays Titanfall and that's, and he's good with that. And he'll he now pays play. for, pays for one game a year. Yeah. <laughs> gets 36. <laughs> yeah. And like, but then there's those people who buy games also only play, like also play the PS plus games, get mad when they put, what what Pez on there? Like, yeah. Pez. Uh, uh, Pro Evolution Soccer. Oh, I, I thought you meant the candy or something. I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Is that what the kids are saying? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's like, and that's what you always forget that there are those gamers who are perfectly content with what they get and not mad at Sony <laughs> when they when there's a down month. But yeah, uh, yeah, Nickelodeon. I'm I'm super excited for that game. But keep it going, a Dub. What what about this other game? What about this other game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Naruto Boruto, Shinobi Striker. I know we were looking at that for a while. I would be inclined to download that. The uh, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. This is also coinciding with the release of, of some additional roster picks. We got your man Rocco in the mix. That was the one. Rocco's modern life. Rocco's modern life. That was the one I was waiting for. (laughs) Like, if they put Rocco in a fight game, I think I got to do it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the fact that this game is now, quote unquote, free, I I am, like, you know, it was just one of those things that's like, I'm playing Elden Ring. Like, I'm not going to buy this game because I I won't ever get to it. But you put it on PS Plus and it's like, all right, well, I got to give it a shot now. Like, you're just giving it to me now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I I hope that that, like, I hope that that community now builds because, like, people now just got their hands on fucking a Nickelodeon classic. (laughs) Man, if they ever add David the Gnome, I might have to go to Evo. (laughs) (laughs) Competing. Yes. (laughs) It's like, can't nobody fuck with me with David the Dome. Shake it with me. <laughs> but yeah, so these games will be available on June 7th. AMC, mm. how do you feel about this slate of downloadables? All right, so you didn't really get into it, and you can discuss that. So I was super excited about this. This is easily one of the better months. Um, uh, as you I, as you didn't mention, but you had mentioned to me, you had said that, oh yeah, this game was on the PlayStation collection. <laughs> so like, yeah. so people were like, like this was free. Uh. I wasn't going to draw attention to the controversy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, like, I looked at it as like, fuck, they put out God of War on fucking PS Plus. That is absolutely awesome. Um, and so yeah, uh, 
you put that there, that's already a game of the year contender. Then you have Naruto. People love that shit. Uh, they made like hundreds of those games. And then, yeah, this is the big one, Nickelodeon. I was already super pumped for this game when it was announced, when it got dropped. And that just that weekly update, Avatar, fucking uh, Aro Monsters, all the characters. Um, hey, was it Hey Arnold? I was going to say Hey Dude, but Hey Arnold. Oh, um, man, if they brought out Ted. <laughs> <laughs> the glasses. Yeah. Um, break, breaking in his boots. <laughs> yeah. So this is easily one of the better months, I would say, outside of controversy um and you know there is a in our next topic of the week i'll I'll bring up something else um that maybe you know that might make up for people being upset about god of war we'll see a dub (laughs) uh but do you do you have anything what do you think about this month you know it it's it's a recurring mantra whenever ps plus comes out and people are like ah i already have these games it's like well what what can they do? They can give you stuff that you don't have or that you didn't play before, but then you're like, oh, these are trash games. That's why nobody played them. Or they can give you stuff that everybody's played and is popular. It's like, oh, I, I have this already. I played this already. Like maybe the God of War submission was for PS4 people rather than PS5 people since it is free on the PS Plus collection. Uh, who knows? There's a reason behind it. There's people out there who haven't played God of War, there are people out there who don't have access to it for free. So now they do for the month of June. Not a big deal. Uh, really interesting, Naruto and Boruto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to give that a shot. Because I want, I, want I want to be into these games, but I want to play a really good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's all I'm at. Um, so yeah, you know what? Let's get into our next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. So I was actually going to use this as a quick hit, but you know what? This kind of ties into PS Plus. And this is an update on something that came out on PS Plus in the past. And it's a pretty cool update coming from Square Enix, a company that people want to hate on for some reason. But that being... because <laughs> they're not Squaresoft anymore. Yeah. And that being that this is a thing that I guess people were upset about um, if I remember correctly. And this is, uh, this is, you know, throwing you a bone (laughs) if you didn't jump the gun. And that being that um, Square Enix announced that the people who redeemed Final Fantasy remake on P on PS plus will now be able to upgrade to the PS five version for free. (laughs) God damn it. I should have added it to my library. You didn't (laughs) No, because I I heard all the controversy and it was like, Oh, I'm going to just leave this alone. (laughs) Yeah. And also, you know, I'm waiting for, the whole thing to be done and collected in one single product. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So, yeah. So that's awesome. Uh, and I, it's funny. I see this and I'm like, Oh, cool. And I'm reading the article and I see that there is some controversy around this now. And I'm like, Oh, what? how is this? How, how can is this be controversial? <laughs> and they were like, they should have, you know, the typical board shit, but this is in an article on like a game. They should have done this in the first place. They, well, they should have been more clear about it, is what they said. Because they said, and here's here's the reason why I dub. I, I know you'll love this as person, as a person of of you know of high integrity and, and, and morals. <laughs> they they said that this is unfair. In spots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said this is unfair to the people who were going to you know redeem that. Uh, that PS plus version on the PS4. But then when they saw that it wasn't going to be the PS5 version, went ahead and just bought the game because, oh, wow. because people shouldn't buy games. Apparently a dub. 
<laughs> you wish it's it been at least what a year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. So like that was the controversy is that like, oh well, like people saw that it was only the PS4 version, and so they went out and bought the bought the games so that they could have the PS5 version, which as I say, is that a bad thing? Did you enjoy the game? You bought a game that you liked and you're upset about it? Like, <laughs> well, like the, the real question is, what's the remedy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're expecting Square to refund you $60 <laughs> because they made a decision a year later that, you know, would have changed your decision a year earlier. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so, today's yeah, I, pr- yesterday's price is not today's price. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, it's, you think it would be one of those goodwill things like, hey, you, you redeem this. Well, now you have access to the PS5 version for free. But nah. And then also, I think they announced <laughs> that the, uh, what was it? The um, the UFI DLC was, I think, 25% off or something like that as well. So I was like, oh, get it for free and you can get this DLC discounted as well. <laughs> Good, here you go. Um, yeah, but yeah, people, I guess a couple of people were upset. That, that usual like, oh, like, I just bought this and now it's mm-hmm. discounted or I just bought this and now it's on PS plus. Fuck, fuck me. Fuck my life. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's like, as, as, as a dev would say, what's wrong with supporting somebody who made a thing that you liked? <laughs> I mean, boo who supported something that you liked. Oh no. The horror. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was going to be a quick hit. I mean, do you have anything to say? Dev, before we move on? <laughs> yeah. I got something to say. I mean, 505 studios needs to take note. <laughs> give, my, give my goddamn next gen upgrade to control sons of bitches fuck you guys. <laughs> i'm so mad i don't i don't mean Ill, Ill will towards them i'm not like it, uh, I, yeah i don't mean anything bad i'm just very upset about the situation and these are the words that i choose to describe it but i don't feel any sort of way about the publisher and their decisions <laughs> <laughs> But no, they 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 need to follow suit here. <laughs> I got that shit wish listed every time. It always goes on sale for twelve dollars. It's like I'm not paying more than ten dollars to upgrade the game, <laughs> and I will hold out for as long as it takes for that price to drop to where I'm comfortable paying. You're not gonna beat me, follow by. <laughs> you will not. Fuck that. <laughs> supported that game day one telling <laughs> everybody about it <laughs> everybody hating on the game like no nah, you just it, it's it's not like that <laughs> people yeah people hating on on the particles and it's not being perfect <laughs> it's like coming home from war with your with your arm blown off and then having to pay for your medical gear yeah like come on you guys <laughs> <laughs> i survived the bullshit you need to be to do and now you got some more bullshit I need to do with some bullshit. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I got a quick hit if my mouse would move. But yeah, it's the next topic of the week. Top, top topic, topic of the, of the week. <laughs> I was so drunk. I love it. Uh, yeah, just a real quick one. Uh, Sony has achieved a milestone with the PlayStation 5. It has finally crossed the 20 million units sold mark. Let's clap mm. it up. Oh, yeah. Good job, Sony. Moving those units. They also said that they're going to try to ramp up production in the coming year. Uh, best of luck with that. Hopefully you can do it. <laughs> we can get through all these demand issues, get us, you know, closer to doing current generally games. Don't get me wrong. 
good games are good games. I'm not tripping. I just really want to see these consoles get let out the cage, that last gen cage. AMC, how do you feel about this the monumental achievement at this point in the PS5's life cycle? It's great. I mean, they're doing the best they can. Uh, they probably would have hit this in easily the first year or, or like if they had uh, all the consoles out there that they would like to have had. But I mean, it's just they, they put them out and then they fly off the shelves and it's great. It's good for Sony. And it's also what's good about this too is that like it seems that Sony's killing it and everybody's killing it. Everybody's eating. Switches are still selling. Xboxes are selling. And Playstations are selling. So it's just there's a rapid appetite for gaming right now and that's not even including pcs and it's i mean steam decks fucking <laughs> like people buying the shit out of that yep um from directly from valve so yeah it's it's a good it's a great thing and um this is easily like already like one of my favorite if not just my favorite generation um and yeah and this is only what like a few like a two years maybe or a year and a half we're coming up on year two yeah, year two. Well, we're uh, in year two. We're coming up on the two-year mark. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's within two years already one of my favorite generations. And so it, it should be rewarded with a ton of money and a ton of purchases because, you know, there inevitably will be those people that will be, you know, claiming that the PS4 generation was better, the PS3 generation was better, but it, it was, it's not, it wasn't, and it never <laughs> will be. <laughs> so you can, you can let that shit go. <laughs> PS5 for life. 2000 2022 and i mean now hearing a lot of like 2023 is gonna be the greatest year in gaming so you know it's just it just keeps getting better a dub <laughs> and the best has yet to come and like i said they haven't even really let these consoles out the cage yet you know mm. unreal 5 just starting to really show up we still haven't seen outside of insomniac and housemark what ps5 first party content couldn't really look like and really play like so and uh, developers are just starting to like let go of that cross-gen shit. So yeah. I mean, we're gonna start getting these exclusives, these next-gen exclusives, and it's gonna yes. be fucking fire. And DJ Khaled exclusives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> another one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, pumped. Like the only thing holding these consoles back are the supply issues. Otherwise, they just be we we'd be in a much better place right now. But hey, we're getting there. Great games are great games, but they can be great. Yes. All right, hey Dub. Should we just get into the big topic of the week? Topic of the week. I a think we massive shall. Massive topic of the week. A surprisingly massive. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And a surprisingly positive topic of the week. You know, usually when we have this this topic, this event, uh, it's a lot of bullshit surfacing around it. It's a lot of like, uh, you lied to me. Oh, you overpromised. Uh, my expectations were way higher than they should have been. Uh, mm. But we walk away from this one and, you know, it's a lot of positivity and it's great. So as per usual, let's 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 handle these this state of play as we would normally handle it, which is just going back and forth. Identify a game that you want to discuss and speak on it. A dub. So uh, do you want to lead off or should I lead off? Oh, I'm a lead off. All right, what you what you got, hey, Dub? What's the uh, I'm coming. I'm coming in. I'm coming in hot. I'm going right. to talk about <laughs> Callisto Protocol. Mm. Yes. So this is being developed by Striking Distance, which is founded by the same person who is in charge of the Dead Space franchise at Visceral Games under EA. And yeah, it's this is the one thing. This was my pipe dream. Like it, uh, my my wish. It would be so dope if 
Sony showed off Callisto Protocol gameplay. And sure enough, tucked within this 30-minute state of play was our first look at gameplay for Callisto Protocol. So you're playing as a Starship pilot and you're stuck on a jail on the moon of Jupiter by the name of Callisto, hence the name. And you're trapped in there with unspeakable horrors as well as the prison's defenses and the inmates. And yeah, you gotta figure out how to get out of there. You don't have traditional weapons, you know, you, well, you do have traditional weapons, but you're not like a trained soldier. So it's not like you're running and gunning in there. This game, as spoken about by the developer, is going to focus more on making you feel more scared and have to, you know, really weigh the impact of your decisions on a moment to moment basis because it, they're trying not to make it a game where you just, like, it's horror, but you kill everything. You know, that a lot of games fall into that, or at least people have figured out means by which they can do that. Survival horror, it's all about, like, I don't know how I'm going to overcome this, so I just need to get past it. I just need to get this thing, and then I can get out of here. Wait, there's a there's some ammo right there. I need to grab that. Oh, it's on me. <laughs> it is, it's that cat and mouse. It's, it's such a wonderful experience. So it looks like Callisto Protocol, one, is going to be quite a gorgeous-looking game. Outstanding visuals, just in, in every respect. Atmosphere, lighting, interesting mechanics. It looks like it has good so gory <laughs> like just blowing off heads and flesh but as opposed to like games like dead space and others it looks like when you're shooting the enemies it's not very often that your shots stagger them so creatures are actually just taking those shots while they're coming at you and like reaching out lunging at you and stuff like that so it doesn't look like you're going to be able to just hold down a situation from a single point and just, you know, appropriately picking your targets. It's like back, back up, back up, back up, back up. No, none of that. They're coming. Cause it's on. <laughs> back up, back up. Cause it's on. <laughs> oh, man. N-A-T-E-N. <laughs> Gotta finish it. Yeah, Callista Protocol looks excellent. AMC, I know that you were interested in playing the Dead Space remake. So my question to you, when we're <laughs> reviewing this footage, you know, when you're done with that remake, can I can I see your boy get down some Callisto? Now this is a, a 100% fuck no. <laughs> see, like, <laughs> this is a, I mean, Dead Space. And, I mean, it's horror, but this is just fucking horror. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm so excited. Monsters walking by, like. Walking by that zombie and then it's like it's fucking or alien, whatever the fuck it was, and then it's its eye just pops open as you're like squeezing uh, by it. <laughs> that, that frozen one, yeah. That that's an excellent scare. <laughs> like it seemed like every kill shot was the enemy in your face. <laughs> it's like you're killing it. So like, yeah, this is not this is not an AMC game. Um I I I I, I mad respect. Uh clearly the people from Dead Space made this game. It it gives me those vibes as I'm looking at it um but yeah it's a yeah not not a game i will enjoy hearing from you and maybe seeing some gameplay maybe i'll watch you play when you put it on twitch um as you mentioned um very much um you taking advantage of uh somebody loses steps out of that window another person steps right in so a dub has his his winner game you're gonna have to you're gonna have to squeeze that in i mean 
we kind of ha- already have our idea of you know game of the year i do, do you think that this is a, a possible contender this is just a honestly thing? i think that this might mess around and just be a crazy wild card of the game especially <laughs> after seeing that that gameplay like knowing the design philosophy that's going into how the player engages with the creatures as well as finally seeing it all in action like i I don't think it's as big of a game of the year contender as Starfield would have been. And Starfield definitely is the only thing that could have toppled Elden Ring. But I don't know, man. Maybe if they really pull off what's going on at Callisto Protocol, they they could edge it out. Because it's like I'm I'm sure Elden Ring is a shoe in. But if this comes out of nowhere and just shocks and surprises, because we've We've been on the edges of our seats for more Dead Space, and then the remake gets announced, and it's like, oh, okay, at least you know we're getting a shot. But then you know, Callisto comes back out of the shadows, and it's like, ah, yeah, this is what Dead Space could have been. <laughs> like, I don't think we've ever seen one of those kind of games in in the Game of the Year race. I can definitely see it getting nominated. There's like a less than 1% chance it could win, but for some reason, I think that's strong for this game. <laughs> that's great. I, I can respect that. Um, what game I, you got, AMC? Let's see what I got. Uh, you know what? This is one, this is one that always, these, these games always catch my eye, and that is, this game is called Season, A Letter to the Future. <laughs> yes. I absolutely love the art style of this one. Yeah, it looks awesome. Uh, what do you say? Cell shaded. Um, is art style or something like that? It looks like it. It looks. It looks like if Breath of the Wild was realistic. Yeah. Um, so we know that this game will be coming out autumn 2022. So this year, and uh, you know, I'm gonna just read the IGN description. So season, a letter to the future, takes place in a village safe from the turmoil of changing seasons. One oh. day. A woman named Estelle decides to leave and embarks on a journey to explore a world on the brink of change. As for the gameplay, Season is all about exploring, recording, meeting people, and unraveling the strange world around you. Players will also travel around on a bike and use tools to learn about this world you've never known before. So yeah, uh, as you can get into the description, this this game ain't about fighting. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have a gun yeah you don't have a gun <laughs> on your bike <laughs> yeah, you're not looking for the strongest piece of equipment <laughs> to get you through the game <laughs> you're not worried about difficulty um but yeah this it, it seems like one of those games as you mentioned um and you know you can speak on that uh but uh before i throw it over to you uh yeah this looks awesome uh i always love these games where it's not about the combat it's about exploring it's about experiencing the world and just you know getting lost in kind of like the the um, emotion of like of like playing the game and like the Mm -hmm. the the, i guess like tranquility of like the experience and so like i don't even like it's like they had like your photographer and what was pretty cool is like they would have like these like close-ups on people as like and on their faces and they would show like different facial expressions and things along those lines so it's uh it's interesting and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing hearing more about this game but i do like that we're getting more of you know these games and uh something that uh, you could speak on because you you mentioned it and i thought it was a, a great observation you said that you felt like it 
it is kind of like the evolution of these, I guess, games for impact style games. And, Absolutely. Because, I mean, this that? looks, because it looks like it's damn near a AAA game, but it's that kind of peaceful, tranquil game. Because we all know traditional games, there's got to be some kind of combat. The player needs something to engage with where there's an immediate feedback for their inputs. And these kind of like games for impact and walking simulators, quote unquote, they're, they're not about that instant gratification. They're about giving you a world to explore and get lost in without the stress of looking over your shoulder for the next encounter or hunting for, you know, the next, the next greatest sword, you know, the steel sword when you're using the iron sword. So these kind of games, like the, the worlds are expansive and beautiful. You, you usually have a very simple means of traversal. In this one, you're riding a bicycle. You know, the, the character has a has that Carlton Banks sweater <laughs> over the shoulders. <laughs> yes. I'm loving that shit. Black character. Uh, uh. <laughs> it's woke. female. Uh. It's woke. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same token, it, it also introduces, you know, weird set pieces and elements in the environment. So it, it isn't as if you're just cruising around a regular old location. It, it still has some fantastical element to it that I personally am very interested in discovering. This is totally one of those rare games where I, this is one of those rare games where I feel like it, its greatness will be recognized in hindsight. <laughs> and I regret it, who knows, maybe it's not great, but it, it, it's given me that aura of one of those like cultural moment kind of games. Yeah. How'd you feel? Yeah, no, I feel very much the same way. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still waiting for one of these games where it kind of like, you know, like kind of crosses over to like, you know, people who normally wouldn't attempt those games, like would then try like one of these out. And so it'll, it'll be interesting to see how this game, like as like, once it comes out, the reception and everything, but, you know, just on face value, it just looks like a game that like, uh, if you're just looking for something that's, you know, not, fast pace adrenaline pumping sweat inducing it's like right up that alley for a lot of people and so yeah um i love that there are these games for those people who aren't necessarily looking for that out there and the fact that like sony like identifying like this is a good game to put in the showcase like that's that's one of the things i would say i will say about like when you watch a nintendo direct and you know there there are, there'll be a couple other games that we're going to discuss in this showcase that I would say similar. But when you watch a Nintendo Direct, there's always like a couple of these like you know one off games. Where you're like, what the fuck is this all about? Like it's just different, and it's not something that you would see at like a big E3 showcase where you're getting in all the major like AAA third party publishers and things like that. Like they'll just have like one random game in like an indie showcase on um, or just a regular direct on Nintendo, and it's like that's why these directs are the shit because they just like they'll introduce you to a game that you weren't aware of. And and it's not some bullshit. It's actually something that looks great. And I feel like that's one of the things that Sony did really well with this one as far as like curating what games that they were going to show. Um, and not just like, you know, the big AAA games as far as like the third party supporters. And so this was one of those ones where I was like, oh, yeah, it's a game that I wasn't expecting, a game that I wasn't aware of at all. And now it's on the radar. Um, so yeah, that's all. That's all I can say about this game. Yeah, Do you absolutely. want to get into the next one? You're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we finally got ourselves a release date for Stray, mm. the game where you play 
as a little kitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this game, you play as a cat, going around solving people's problems in a cyberpunk open world. Uh, you're also avoiding the environmental hazards of you know, pests and rodents and malicious machines that are trying to take you down for some reason. Like, why are these machines trying to kill a cat? <laughs> is Well, I mean, I guess the world is all mechanical, so maybe they're getting rid of all the organics. Who knows? But we were presented with the news that Stray will be releasing on July 19th, 2022. <laughs> and if you are subscribed to the extra or the premium tiers of the new PlayStation Plus, you can download Stray for free day one. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> I'm being punished for not paying more money for uh, bullshit services <laughs> that I stacked for 10 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so first of all, let's we'll speak on the game and then we'll speak on that. that. Um, so yeah, awesome, awesome idea. Why not have the kitty game? We got the uh, was it Untitled Goose game. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we got some dog games out there. We need a cat game. And this looks like a good cat game. Like you're just a cat out in the world and it's platforming and things along those lines. And initially when I thought I was coming to PS Plus, I was like, oh, fuck, this is a, a for sure girlfriend game that I will be getting on PS Plus. Yes. I know it's on the next year. It's now a, a consideration for a purchase of a girlfriend game, which means... You know, I like I'll have to like read about it a little bit more and see if it's like one of those things that we would want to pass sticks on, um, you know, throughout the entire experience. Which it looks like it's uh, a game that's all about the experience. Because Marissa and I, we got our cat, we got Killer, we love Killer. I, I bought like this, um, this like I don't know, I guess I would say cartoon or illustrated book about. I think it's called My Cat's Weird, and I saw it like, <laughs> in the, when I was in Japan. It was in the manga museum, and like I guess it won like it was in the award section, so it won an award. Um, oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, like that's like I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then like a couple months after, like we left Japan, I just kept thinking about that damn book, and then looked it up, found it, bought it, and we like read through it, and it was great. And so yeah, like we have our love for cats, and this game looks like it's an an ode to to cat lovers. And so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to eventually playing this game. I, I'm hoping that like. You can get different skins, so you can get like different types of cats. <laughs> mm. um, but not, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Be a> calico. <laughs> yeah. Get that mancoon. Uh, but yeah, it's it looks great, looks fun. Um, how about what are your thoughts about this game, Ada? It looks awesome. It's, I mean, it, it has it has the conflict, but again, you don't have a gun. It doesn't look like you're doing much combat. I wish it. I wish it leaned a bit more into the kitty side <laughs> if, you could, if you could do more cat type of stuff like like pushing things off of ledges you can walk by things and they'll move because of your body but i want to do it with the paw and just like edge it. <laughs> and annoy people maybe it's a mini game to see how much you can annoy somebody or how much damage you can do <laughs> they like get like freaking out when you see a cucumber <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I would love that shit. Just like you, you going through a level and a cucumber just randomly drops, on the ground and you lose control of the cat. Yeah, yeah, you lose like the sticks just start shaking. <laughs> the haptic feedback, like you can't like push buttons. <laughs> just all the inputs get mixed up. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be awesome. But hey, maybe straight too. But for now, what they're showing off looks very interesting. Game where you play as a cat. Who would have thought? I love the originality that went into this, and I'm hoping that it translates into a good product. 
Yes. Well, uh, in our next game that we'll talk from the program, um, this one, this is a sequel to a game that we demoed. Uh, this being The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 Retribution. Was that the one we demoed? Yeah, I looked it up. Um, so we played Saints and Sinners, and that was the one like where you're in the wheelchair. We played at yes. the VR Expo. And it was awesome. <laughs> if I remember, yeah, we fucking loved it. In fact, we loved it so much. A guy saw a dub's reaction and was like, I want to interview you and, yeah. <laughs> and get your testimonial. And a dub fucking gave it a positive one. Um, Sitting in the wheelchair with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Um, so when we demoed the, the original, the, um, I guess, Saints and Sinners, um, we enjoyed the shit out of it. Uh, it was fun. Never obviously played it past that. Don't we, I, I don't own a headset. I believe you don't either. But mm-hmm. it was a good game. And Not yet. We'll see. Yeah. But um, so this one announced for PSVR 2 coming in 2023. But according to IGN, it will also be releasing on PSVR in late 2022. So if you decide to not wait for the sequel and the PSVR 2 version of it, you can play it on PSVR, an earlier version of the game. Um, and yeah, it's a direct follow up to the game that that we demoed and loved. I mean, you remember that game. Uh, did you, you enjoyed it when you when you played the uh, original game? Oh, absolutely. And so I'm happy that I guess the original sold well enough that they decided to put out a, a sequel. And so we're seeing that. I like that we're seeing follow-ups to games on um, PSVR, which means yes. that we're getting franchises in PSVR. Which means that Sony's supporting their peripherals. Mm-hmm. So get all that bullshit out your system. <laughs> so what you got, Adele? What, what's the next game? Well, I am very pleased to talk about this game because it was immediately captivating, was delightfully inventive, uh, called back to another game that's a personal kind of kind of darling of mine i haven't played it myself but just seeing it in action really really just gets my brain moving like yes people are still making that new shit uh this is roller drum (laughs) (laughs) so roller drum uh at first glance you might think it's just dlc for sable or something it has the same kind of art style that really kind of bright yet somehow muted cell shaded appeal to it move smooth it's excellent this is this is from ollie ollie world's roll seven that's the developer roll seven and i think they're on a roll with this one man it's so you're in a roller derby but it's deadly <laughs> so instead of using your fist and, and checking people into the side of the, of the roller rink you're going over ramps and doing stunts but you're also shooting people to death who are also <laughs> on skates. Like there are different kinds of people. They have different kinds of weapons. They have different armors. There's a guy with a riot shield. And it looks like you get different kinds of weapons. You get, you know, rocket launcher, shotgun. You even have a gun that ricochets bullets off of walls. It probably helps you bypass people with shields. But the it looks like the main thrust of the game is that you're doing tricks and taking out enemies at the same time. There was even a point where the character goes up a ramp, is spinning, <laughs> goes through a glass window, moves over the divider between the windows, comes through the other one, snipes a dude, <laughs> and just keeps rolling. So what this game, if I could break it down into something that might make sense based on what's available now, I would say it looks like my friend Pedro, but on roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> which it, it sounds weird but 
it would be absolutely delightful. So, yeah, Roller Drome is something that I'm going to be keeping my eyes on and will more than likely play. Uh, as I always say, man, when it comes to creative IPs and originality, if something really catches me, that's something I'll support because I want to see developers continuing to take risks like this. This looks awesome. AFC, how did you feel about the gameplay reveal of Roller Drome, which is coming out in August, I believe? Um, yeah, look, look fun as hell. Uh, one, the art style was great. It, you say my friend Pedro, it like reminded me of like a hodgepodge of, you know, um, obviously roller derby, but then you throw in fucking, uh, Tony Hawk's pro skater. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, I don't know. Just need some cannibal ox on that soundtrack. Yes. And then like, but you also have a gun, <laughs> which is like, doesn't apply to any, either one of the two things I'd mentioned above. Um, and yeah, so it, it has a little bit of everything going on and I just want to see how it looks like when it all comes together. But Action wise, like I mentioned to you, very stylized. I'm hoping because there are a lot of um, like the character of fly in the air, they would shoot off, like say, like a, a rocket, like a rocket propelled grenade, and it would go to like kind of like a zoom in on the character and then the rocket propelled grenade hitting the enemy and exploding and taking them out. And like for me, I was like hoping what I said to you is I was hoping that like if that's how every kill shot worked that would take the style of that game to a whole nother level the presentation because mm-hmm. like I, I just love that idea of getting a kill shot like like that in a game that's you know as like um i don't know like just fun and off the wall <laughs> is the best way i could describe it uh and so yeah it just looks like an awesome game and i can't wait to hear more about it just because it's so unique that there's not much that you can really compare to it's like it's its own thing and if it's its own thing and it's great then i hope that like people get behind it support it and it just becomes like a fucking like you see like esports break out of it where people are like challenging each other and they're fucking skating around this these roller rings do it jumping off doing like tricks and and blasting each other (laughs) at the same time (laughs) straight john woo yeah (laughs) (laughs) slow motion spinning (laughs) looking graceful yeah yeah i'm I'm excited for rolling drum i hope it does well i hope people i i hope it's a good game number one i mean obviously the creator of ali ali world knows what they're doing with these kind of games they they're going from skateboarding to roller skating with a gun (laughs) so very excited about that amc what's next on your list from sony's state of play so if you say that um anything that's new i guess innovative kind of gets your attention gets your excitement going i would say not anything okay (laughs) well i got rules if if anything that has waifus and (laughs) an anime inspired storytelling um that gets my attention and so this one being the the sleeper hit the this is the one that i feel like the the playstation oh they're they're getting too western to sjw they don't put out great games they they don't like japan (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is sony this is this is probably what won the like the sleep like people won't talk about this they'll talk about you know Final Fantasy and, and some other stuff that we haven't gotten to, uh, some Capcom shit. But this is the one that I think where people are like, you know, Sony, I I, I might not hate Sony the way I used to <laughs> after seeing this game. No way I used to. <laughs> 
And that being the reveal of Eater Knights. Eater Knights, if you put it all together. Um, yeah, so IGN's description. Eater Knights, it's so hard to say, is a dating action game set in the apocalypse. That's all you need to know. Um, my man, it, it the, the trailer starts off with, the main character looking a lot a lot like joker from you know persona a lot of persona vibes which i mean i'm sure all these games have similar vibes as it is but a lot of like persona vibes coming from that main character similar to joker and we just see this dude don't know how but he just loses his arm and there's his blood and that arm is gone that's and how we're introduced to the character yeah but <laughs> what we learn is that losing that arm reveals an energy arm which I wish I, I could just cut off my arm and get an energy arm, <laughs> Ada. <laughs> that yes. would be the shit. And what so, if anytime you got injured or like lost a significant piece of yourself, it was replaced with energy until eventually you were just pure energy. <laughs> yeah, just a, a being of energy. <laughs> just ripping and off that's, that's how people die when like all your flesh is gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I digress. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, we saw that like, that arm then he could then weaponize it turn it into like an energy blade things like that um i'm gonna read more at the description from my gym the worlds of dungeon crawling and dating are set to collide when eternites arrives on ps5 and ps4 in early 2023 there will be five quirky and lovable characters to fall in love with and you will be able to explore their backstories when you aren't knee deep in dungeons there's also an ever ticking clock that will force you to make choices and prioritize loot over love damn um so yeah very similar to persona in that one um I guess ticking time clock in that there's a calendar, you have a day, only so many things you can do uh, during the day. And then you would go through your phase where you're then in the dungeon, you do your battle and, and you get out of there, push the story forward, making choices, progressing relationships. And then you go back into the dungeon, handle business. Um, so, but not like, unlike Inter Etern oh, <laughs> unlike Persona, Eternites is what appears to be uh, an action RPG, I would say. Um mm -hmm. It actually looked great. Uh, plays different characters. When they showed the female characters, uh, a lot of like blasts, like I guess like spiritual blasts or energy blasts from them. Uh, the main character, as I said, he seems to be more of a melee character with his energy arm and his energy sword. But you have your options. They also showed him at one point like riding on a motorcycle and he has that energy blade out and he's just throwing energy blasts and like cutting blasts in front of him. So there's clearly going to be different sequences within the game. And yeah, this one is on my radar as far as like, you know, these waifu games, you kind of like, you don't really know what to expect. It might be a little more gal gun than persona. And that's, that's the worry, but this seems to be a blend um, where it's, I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of like mm, questionable underage activities going on, but uh, the action will be there. The story will be there. And so, yeah, this is on my radar because if this is not just, you know, waifu simulator, like this is actually great RPG game to be played with uh, waifu elements in there, then this is right up my alley. Um, what did you think of this game, A-Dub? Uh, I mean, first and foremost, just always make a note of the Japanese support. It's not, <laughs> it's not going anywhere. Oh, Jim Ryan hates Japan. Well, constantly showing Japanese games, constantly showing indie games, constantly showing mid-tier budget games, constantly showing VR games. Leave Jim Ryan alone. Let this man do his work and just support the direction. Like, we're going to the promised land. 
Phil Jackson doesn't make all the right decisions, but he gets the promised land. <laughs> so, yeah. But with this game, Eternites, yeah, I'm loving loving the art style, love the purple heavy color palette, interesting premise. I really want to see more of what's going on with the the dating sim aspect of it because it's a especially a character action game melded to a, a dating sim. You know, that's something that I've never seen before. You know, got your waifus, got your schoolgirl waifu, got your homegirl from the from the neighborhood waifu. <laughs> got your emo waifu. <laughs> you got you got the competition homie. He's like he's the homie, but he's also trying to wife up these waifus. <laughs> and then we got like the waifu from from his side of the world <laughs> that comes with like his sister or something. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so good. Well, we'll see. I mean, it's got all the elements. I like the inventiveness of the arm. It, it reminds me of, I think it's called Parasite, not the, the not the Bong Joon Ho movie, but uh, the fucking the anime where the guy gets the alien parasite. Mm, then, okay, yeah, I've heard. <laughs> I liked. I liked the anime. It was good. I, I recommend you watch it. It's silly as all shit, but it's great. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, gets. Gets the arm. I even saw little hints of, of some of my hero in there. He's cocking back, looking like one throw. I see you. I see what you guys are doing out there. But yeah, gameplay looked good enough. I'm not going to say it looked great. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be hypercritical. At the same token, it looked good enough to get the job done. There's a decent amount of elements. It's got that waifu element, like the setting. So it's just something that I'll be keeping an eye on. It, it, it falls kind of into the same category as the Scarlet Nexus does for me. And this looked very much, at first I thought it was some kind of continuation or spinoff of Scarlet Nexus. Like, damn, we're getting a sequel already? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I haven't played Scarlet Nexus, but I, I very much support it. I like these kind of games. I like that they exist. Like they look like modern anime, but they're games. <laughs> it's, that's the dream. It's, well, I'm very excited for uh, that that one game that looks like a 80s cartoon where it's a first-person roguelike <laughs> <laughs> casting magic, looking like He-Man and shit. Yeah. Um, I, I'm positive on Eternals. This was an awesome reveal. I look forward to seeing it when it comes out next year. Sweet. Early. What you got up next, Ado? I got up next, and we got bangers. We just we just getting all all the other games out. <laughs> well, now we can kind of like, yeah, just like run through this stuff. Well, I mean, at least from our perspective, a lot of this stuff isn't you know too heavy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw the remake for Resident Evil Four at long last. I do have some notes here. I mean, number one, it looks phenomenal. People are online are upset. They say that Ashley Graham isn't sexy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how that goes on but first the pertinent information is going to be coming out March 24th next year mm-hmm. so you can wait for that it's going to have PSVR 2 content so we'll see what that's going to be about uh, but of the things that I noticed going on with in here based on my memory of Resident Evil 4 and looking at this remake something that really stands out to me is how Leon's legs look and move I have a feeling that Capcom like changed up the movement and the handling of the game. And because it seemed like they made a pretty, a pretty strong point of showing Leon moving and really having this emphasis on his legs. 
there's something that looks a bit more fluid and realistic with that now. So um, when they really get into the gameplay, I'm hoping maybe they'll talk about that or maybe note like, oh, you can move and shoot at the same time now. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> now we now we got a contender for greatest game of all time. But AMC, how did you feel? about the reveal of the Resident Evil 4 remake. People have been waiting tentatively on pins and needles for the eventual announcement and reveal of this game. Did it pull at your heartstrings? Uh, I mean, nah, I've, I've never really been into uh, Resident Evil. Uh, yeah, I don't even know, like, I feel like this is the, uh, as far as I remember historically, this was kind of like the last good one. And then before, and it's until seven, <laughs> I want to say. I'm not yeah. sure how people, I felt like five was like when people were like, all right, what's the direction that we're heading? And then six was like, all right, I don't like this direction. And then seven was like the correction that like, then people were like, all right, Resident Evil is back. So uh, I don't know if you, is that, does that sound right? Timeline wise of, of, of love and in hate as far as like Resident Evil goes. Pretty much. I mean, ever since five, five and six, just like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> got shooting up black people, got Chris punching boulders, <laughs> <laughs> got Wesker turning into tentacle monsters. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're so better I, than this. So, yeah, I know people are excited about <laughs> Final Fantasy IV. Um, and so, seeing that this is a remake, I mean, they seem to have done a, a good job with all the other remakes. So, I wouldn't understand why this would be like the one where they fucked up. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I guess happy that people are, are gonna get another remake of Resident Evil. Um, the joke that I, that I was making to you in the pre show is people get mad when there's another zombie game, but then want a remake of their favorite zombie game <laughs> of all their favorite zombie games. Um, get mad when developers make sequels talking about you want new IPs <laughs> and, <laughs> and new games, new franchises eating up remakes <laughs> yeah exactly um and so yeah uh this this one looked good um that's that's all i can really say i don't really i this is actually the this is where i start to like um really start to like lose understanding of resident evil like i have no idea what's going on story-wise in four yeah. and five six no <laughs> idea and then six it's i mean i guess once you get to seven then you're like it's like the family and then we obviously know about the um you know the resident evil eight um was it curvy <laughs> vampire lady lady uh, yeah exactly so like i don't know those games I, i'm a little more aware four is just it was never really on my radar and what three had nemesis so that's why i can always put i always remember that game but yeah four not on my radar i can't really say much about this one happy that people are getting another remake i hope they're excited hope capcom continues to kill it more money towards them and hopefully more money towards other shit on top of that. i see it this just came to mind Resident Evil gets away with doing what Kojima got burned at the stake for trying to do. <laughs> because in Resident Evil, first of all, not only do you have two playable characters, you know, that's pretty cool, but every Resident Evil game, they change up the cast. Like the first game, it was Jill and Chris. The second game, it was Leon and Claire, I believe. And then the third game is Jill and then the fourth game is Leon. <laughs> and the fifth game is Chris. And then the sixth, I don't know who, who that was. But um, and then the seventh, what was it, Ethan <laughs> or something? <laughs> or something. And then eight, I think it was Ethan again. And yeah, it's, come on out. Kojima got shit. 
and everybody wanted to just murder the man because you played his right in, in Metal Gear 2. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of messed up. But A, just throwing that out there. <laughs> in fact, that should be a new segment. I mean, every every week I'm going to try to ask a hey, just throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, what's that, that meme where the guy like has his hands back, like just saying. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, yeah, is what it is. Uh, ready to hop into the next game? Yes. All right. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Sounded aggressive. This is, uh, so I guess Capcom won the, uh, the state of play because <laughs> Capcom just kept coming with more and more games. Sony and Capcom, that relationship uh, is, is great. Strong. So this one being, I mean, it was anticipated. A lot of people expected it to be announced here and to see some gameplay, yada, yada, yada. That being Street Fighter Six, we got to yes. see the first bit of gameplay and we got some news and some interesting news because I think more people, well, not I think more people will be able to enjoy the Street Fighter A-Dub because now I'm going to read IGN's description. Street Fighter VI will brawl its way to PS4 and PlayStation in 2023. And in parentheses, they wrote, and it's also coming to Xbox Series X and S and PC. So apparently Street Fighter is no longer a console exclusive to PlayStation. I think somebody forgot to type a five. Yeah, they just wrote PlayStation. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe just PlayStation Five is just the, the standard for PlayStation at this point. <laughs> at, at some point, it's just going to be PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it'll be it'll be modular. Like, it's okay, next gen, we're putting out a new chip, so you just got to buy that module, and plug it in. It's like, all right, well, the next one's going to have a chip, but you got to change the motherboard module. <laughs> it's going to be. Uh, they could get away with that. That could work. <laughs> Be cheaper work. it'd be cheaper um, it'd be cheaper <laughs> higher profit margins uh, <laughs> just saying <laughs> just, just say. throwing it out there <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see uh here we got some more details so street fire 6 is being built on capcom's re engine the same Ooh. engine used for resident evil 7 and village oh so we get, really? we get to play this in vr it's a little street fighter vr adub and yeah. resident resident evil street <laughs> yeah so i i, I guess uh, i did hear like somebody saying like i guess there there are some concerns like oh everything's unreal what happened to like the proprietary engines from certain like publishers and studios and developers we, we, we i guess we still have the re engine adub not everybody's going to unreal just yet um let's see and like what's so bad about a third-party engine <laughs> i know exactly and, and, and something that everybody works on so that means there'll be less bugs because you know everybody's contributing to the engine. But oh. Rockstar, Rockstar <laughs> has the Rage engine, which they put Red Dead and GTA on. Naughty Dog has their Naughty Dog engine. Last of Us and Uncharted, you know, but uh, what is their name? Remedy. They have the Control engine. They use that for Control, and they're also going to be using that for the Max Payne one and two remakes. You know, it, I believe Square has the Luminous engine. I believe that's be, that was used for like a Final Fantasy, and I believe Forspoken coming up. The Gorilla Gorilla still has their own, right? The Decima engine, which is used for Death Stranding, Horizon one and two. I imagine it's going to be used for Call of the Mountain. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all right, so Capcom has their engine. <laughs> 
Yep, they got that RE engine. From Software has their own engine. Yeah. I, I guarantee it because people complain about it, but Desta has their own engine that they're constantly upgrading and changing yeah. despite people saying that they don't do that shit. So just because CD Projekt Red decided to go to Unreal, which was probably the better choice, um, doesn't mean yeah. anybody else is doing it. <laughs> they needed to carve out as much time as possible to focus on polish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Um, so... Uh, it'll be using an RE engine and it will allow for improved graphics alongside a more stylish experience that will be filled with explosive splashes and paint and the striking graffiti uh, and the striking graffiti treatment all in quotes. Let's see. Uh, as we wait for more news, Street Fighter fans will be happy to know Ryu or Ryu, Chun-Li, yeah. Luke and newcomer Jamie uh, are all already on the roster and signed up. Uh, so, what did you think, A-Dub? I mean, Street Fighter, we've kind of discussed this in the past. We saw we saw a new character doing... This was the guy who was doing, like, all of the uh, Capoeira, I'm assuming. Jamie, yes. <laughs> doing doing, doing his, his... Channeling his inner Mugen with the, with the spinning and the kicking. He was killing it, man. And one of my favorite things about the trailer were that some of the moves literally have smoke. So it's like, oh, my God, they're catching a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> it, smoke. It, it, it all looks it, it all looked very stylized i'm like you know marketing that's what they do uh, if that's really the gameplay with all the paint splashes and the smoke and the visual effects like this is going to be a spectacle <laughs> so watch man like i'd watch it just to see how artful a match can get yeah, i think we saw do we get a glimpse of um Cause I only watched it once. Uh, some single player elements, like it looked like a character is doing like an all you can, like to a trash can or something. Like at one point. Well, one of the more interesting elements is that it seems to suggest some kind of free roam where you're running around as a character, platforming and traversing the environment in order to find contenders to fight. Yeah, and that's one of the more interesting things I've seen added to a fighting game in a long time. I, I'm very much in the not even going to waste my time trying to play street fighter six because that combat system i just don't have the reflexes anymore yeah but i don't know man if, <laughs> if they're changing up the game and adding new elements that you know give you different ways to engage with a fight game then that might be something worth supporting and checking out for myself <clears throat> yeah all right next game ado Oh, oh, you know what? I will say this. Also on the same page. Looks great. Looks awesome. I see it and it's fucking tempting as hell, but I am I am like a hard out unless like I hear unless like, you know, I can always have my mind changed. I'm, I'm, I will never say I'm, I'm guaranteed never to get something because my mind can always be changed. But um, yeah, I just I just knowing based off of my experience with Street Fighter five, I got it. I was super excited. Really enjoyed playing the shit out of that game. And then like got online won a couple of battles and then I lost a lot of battles and got then, that ass yeah. And I was just like, I just don't have the level of dedication to like, you know, just understanding, counting the frames, playing footsie, all that good stuff that counting comes with frames. Yeah, don't just, believe that. just don't have that. Don't have it in me anymore. Not, not the same way. I mean, like Elder Ring, Elder Ring can get it, but like just Street Fighter, just, I'm, I'm, I can't do it anymore with that game. <laughs> And uh, what? before we move on, I must add, Chumley is absolutely gorgeous. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm loving like that that next gen treatment of Chumley. Oh, I, I concur. It's always tasteful, but still sexy. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, yeah, she's, she's still got the leotards on. She's still thick as all hell. But, you know, she's got, got some covering going on. You get a little peaks. It's more artistic, less gratuitous. Yes. So um, what, what's the next game, Ada? What you got? What's the next game? Let me look through my list. Look at the list. I guess we could talk about Call of the Mountain. Okay, all right, all right. Horizon Call of the Mountain. We finally saw gameplay for this spinoff of Guerrilla Games hit franchise, Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West. So now we have Call of the Mountain. This is going to be on PSVR 2. And I must say, I'm very impressed with what I saw. It looks like it's going to be one of the more like creative and defining experiences for VR. So you're doing all the Horizon stuff. You're, you're in the 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 rebirth world you're with your homies you're in a boat (laughs) creatures are climbing around and stuff but it looks like you move through the world you physically climb using each of your hands you have independent hands you draw back your your bow and arrow it looks like you can dodge in either direction the combat system looks like it's very competent for not only the horizon experience but that experience being channeled through virtual reality uh, and you're taking on the big boys. I mean, Thunderjaws are in it. Glint Hawks are in it. Of course, they got the Watchers running around. And, you know, you're you're hitting their weak points. Things are exploding. The environments look absolutely gorgeous. You, I'm still tripping out on how you really climb surfaces. And you're in VR, so you can, like, look around. You can look down, <laughs> looking for the next handhold and, like, just try to figure it out. I would love to see somebody playing that rather than, just watching the game just to see <laughs> see how they look as they traverse the environment uh, personally I think this is one of the games that would push me toward getting a PSVR 2 it looks like VR is getting there AMC what did you think about Call of the Mountain uh, yeah this is this is uh, if anything this is a reminder or just like an epiphany for a lot of people like Horizon is kind of made for VR like that's not saying yeah. like, no you can't put out third person open world awesome horizon but a game that's all about the scale of enemies and just these big robotic massive behemoths um roaming the landscape and you coming into contact with them and then having to you know navigate um you know dispatching them this is perfect and like i i can't imagine because it looked good just in this trailer watching on my computer but i couldn't imagine like having on that vr headset and then just looking up and seeing this fucking massive robot standing towering over you and all you guys is bow and arrow to take it down um looked looked very interesting looked um looked fun um i i, I imagine if gorilla could figure out i mean they went from fucking what like kill zone to horizon and now to this you, you kind of put faith in those people that they can figure out how to make this work and how to make this awesome. And with that, like, yeah, this could be the console seller that like we've all been waiting for that game where it's like, if you're, if you, if you like VR and you're considering getting it, this is the game that you're going to get day one alongside it. If not, like if Sony decides to bundle up uh, this game with VR, I'm sure that they'll make a ton of money off of that. So yeah, this game looks great. Um, it, It just like, you know, 
you start like your mind just starts wandering because you're like, well, if this was good, imagine like a Shouse of Colossus in VR and things like that. Because oh my god, with the yeah. sword grabbing on, feeling like the the feedback from the uh, the sticks as like you're like climbing up the you know the colossi, <laughs> like feeling your arm get weak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, there's so much that they could do with that, and um, yeah, like if this is kind of like I'm I'm gonna say like and not necessarily the case, but, you know, kind of like the canary in the coal mine for that. Cause if they can make this work, then they can make all those other things work. Like seeing bird dog in, in VR, I ain't seen bird <laughs> same style of game. Um, but yeah, um, any of those games. And so, yeah, this, um, I have a lot of hope for this. I really hope it does well because I want to see VR do well. Um, and you know, the people who have been supporting it and are going to show up for PSVR too, they, they need a game like this to, uh, you know, to, to justify the purchase and also like justify like, their optimism for what vr can be and as for sony you know people want to talk that shit (laughs) (laughs) say like sony doesn't you know they put they put things out and then they put it out to die they don't support it well this is one of their major studios a studio that could be focusing on you know other horizon spinoffs and things like that uh sony said nah you're gonna be fucking oh i guess you're going to take fire sprite and you're going to make the next like horizon game on vr and it's going to be one of our flagship titles for the next installment of vr and um so yeah it's just showing that sony's buy-in and then putting the right people behind it and then if this pays off it could you know pay dividends in the long run for sony and and it's like you know it's big peripheral uh you have anything else to say on that adub uh well accompanying this news and this reveal of the gameplay for Horizon Call of the Mountain, we were also gifted another bit of information for Horizon Forbidden West. At the time of the state of play, they pushed a new update. So we got ourselves New Game Plus, Ultra Hard Mode, Ultra Hard Mode, Transmogrification of your armor to look like whatever you want to look like. We got new weapons. <laughs> we, we, we get the ability to respect the character, redistribute your redistribute your your skill points. So yeah, that update went live. I think um, there was also a visual update that yeah, there was an update to the performance mode of the game that added greater visual fidelity. So people were saying that's looking pretty good. So uh, already amazing looking game gets to look even better. Gets a bunch of new content. A dub gonna restart the game, <laughs> do it on ultra hard, and really get the experience that I'm looking for from beginning to end. It's been several months already. Been playing nothing but Elden Ring. It's time to start seeing other games. And Horizon is that game I need to dedicate some time to. So it'll be nice to get back into the experience, having this new content. AMC, what do you think about these additions? Are you finally going to get on that Horizon hype train with your boy? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I am happy to hear about this. Um, I am definitely like, uh, I'm looking forward to you getting back into it because I've been like more and more being like, I need to head over to A-Dubs and watch him play this Horizon game. <laughs> and then also like check out GT7 and check out everything else that you got. Um, so yeah, um, I, I'm looking forward to hearing about it, but nah, I mean, I, I got too much on the on the table, but I am happy to hear that they got all this going. And it kind of like, as for you, like it, it kind of now kind of pays off that like you've held off and you said you wanted to restart it and now you're going to have 
all this shit to jump back in. You can play on ultra hard mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I will say one thing about that that is kind of interesting on a uh, on a show that I listened to. One of the complaints that I heard about uh, Horizon Two, um, you know, whatever it's called, is that uh, Forbidden West. <laughs> Forbidden West. Yeah, um, that's I guess yeah. I've heard multiple people complain about this, and I don't know you didn't play it, so. Uh, so you can't really speak on it. Maybe you've heard some stuff, but I've heard some comments about like the scaling in that game. And as far as um, if you want to do like all the side quests, um, you end up like leveling to the point where you become over leveled for then some God, of the side like, That's what yeah. I'm about, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did Elden Ring because I'm gonna do this. Just doing all the side shit. Yeah. Coming back to the main quest. Yeah, and so like yeah, and then like so you'll want to do like I guess some of the side quests, and you're just overpowered, and you're just like flying through it, and. I don't. Know. I haven't played the game. Yeah. I have no idea, but I will say that this is now um, kind of an option now for those people who maybe had that complaint. Bump it up to ultra hard, and I'm sure that that scaling will then get a little more balanced, and you'll then get that challenge that you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that so that was the first thought I had when I saw the ultra hard mode being added, and it's like okay, this is maybe an answer to maybe the people who are complaining about like the scaling issues with some of the uh, side quests and things along those lines. So uh, yeah. Uh, cool that they have this content update ready to go so soon to uh, releasing the game and nah, not something I'm going to be jumping on anytime soon but something that I will always be on my radar and we'll see when I get that, you know, that that inspiration to hop in and jump into that Horizon world eventually Need it, I need, I need the AMC's opinion, I need your input <laughs> Yes Gotta see if it's really just, just western trash <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, all right. I'm gonna get into it, A Dub. This is the big one. Yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, people had said the game of the show. <laughs> they were expecting this. They they wanted they, this. They demanded this. They demanded this. <laughs> they they threatened death. <laughs> Square Enix. They got rid of. What did they get? They got rid of Deus Ex. Yeah. They got rid of. They get rid of all their Western developers for this. Got rid of Tomb Raider. <laughs> they got Tomb Raider for this. Got rid of Lacroft. This, yeah. Um, we got, we got, we got, we got some gameplay footage. We got some news. We got uh, a release window, if you will, mm-hmm. for Final Fantasy VI. Taint, 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 All right, let's get into some details here. Um. This is coming by way of the IGN breakdown. Um, take a little bit from here and some what I pulled from other things. So Final Fantasy 16's latest trailer has finally arrived and it was filled with gameplay of some of our favorite summons. Uh, so it looks like they've... Um, Acons. Yeah, Acons. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Acons, Icons, Acons. We're going to go... Acons, it should be Icons. Man. That convict music. <laughs> making that real life Wakanda, making its own digital currency. I like that. Um, yeah, see, so we got these Acons, as we're referring to them in Final Fantasy 16, uh, of of our Final Fantasy love. And I'm going to do it just like how the trailer ended. We got Phoenix, Titan, Garuda, Roma. Shiva, Odin, Bahamut, Ifrit. Um, yeah, we saw all of the homies, <laughs> all, all the big homies. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Final Fantasy 16's protagonist, Clive Rossfield, Rosefield, Rossfield, also was featured in this dominance trailer, and it showed how he and his team will take on will take on the many enemies that will undoubtedly get in your way as you play through the game. Oh, that was a very generic uh, description of what I saw in this gameplay trailer. Um, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the release window 
on PS5 will be coming out in summer 2023. So oh, I, thought, I thought this game was never coming out. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought people said that when they said they're in the final stages of development, oh, for Square, that means years. <laughs> you don't know how long that is. It's like, dude, they've been trying to tell you ever since these games were built. They're like, hey, it's like kind of almost done. <laughs> sure enough, here we go. We just got to wait until next year for it. So. So uh, I guess some of the details I pulled from the Verge's breakdown uh, of this game, you know, and some of the the details. Uh, Let's see. The head producer worked on the um, was it Final Fantasy fourteen, not the the launch one. The uh, we're gonna fix this shit (laughs) version of Final Fantasy (laughs) fourteen. So the the good Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, the good one. So this is the uh, the head producer of this game worked on that, and we also learned that. or it would have known, but I guess we learned that the combat director, and we saw his, we saw his impact on this game. The combat director Ryota Suzuki, who helped design the combat systems of Devil May Cry Five, yes. and the greatest game of all time, a dub Dragon's Dogma. Sure. <laughs> so we got we got Devil May Cry, and we got a little Dragon's Dogma. Okay, so I was <laughs> at least I know that he's working with like sound rpg experience yeah so that that instills a little more positivity in me we'll, we'll get it up my feelings and opinions a little bit later Keep we saw yeah we saw so we saw a little bit of action a double talk on that and then we saw you know we saw that a big part of this game is going to be the uh the summons and what looked to be just fucking kaiju battles not like you just you summon them and He's just fucking up all these minions. Like we're getting summon versus B summon. We got we got Ifrit versus Odin. We got Bahama versus uh, whatever the other fucking dudes' names are. Was it Garuda? <laughs> um, Ifrit. Uh, yeah. And so we we saw that we got these big kaiju battles, things along like that. We saw a little bit of the action. We saw the the same old brooding protagonists that we would expect from a Final Fantasy, a modern Final Fantasy game. So, a dub, you saw the action, you saw the gameplay, you saw a little bit of everything. What are your thoughts? As far as the main character, I really didn't get the the brooding vibe. I got more that he's like the kind of like the too cool for school, <laughs> tall, dark, and handsome archetype in, in the manga, but this time as the main guy, which is kind of cool. It, overall, especially with the, the art style and the, the visual quality of it, I'm really getting a grounded classic Final Fantasy vibe from this, which is really instilling so much hope in me that like they, they may finally get it right. <laughs> <laughs> after all this modernization and all this experimentation with different with different interpretations of what the Final Fantasy experience can be, I think that with Final Fantasy 16, they might be striking truer to the bullseye here. But then the combat comes on. And <laughs> while there, there are elements of it that I do enjoy, however, once they start really getting into the the god powers and not the kaiju stuff, but I'm talking just in general combat against other human or human-sized enemies and creatures and shit. But yeah, once you start using your your god Akon powers, <laughs> it just gets silly. <laughs> and I don't know what to do about it, man. It's like pulling off 40 hit combos, just crazy spinning and stuff, <laughs> air juggling like multiple enemies and like I get there's it. 
Final Fantasy, there's always been fantasy. There's always been this level of absurdity to the combat. But I feel like within the franchise up to a certain point, that was all balanced very well to where the experience was still grounded in, you know, as realistic as it could be being a total fiction. However, it would it would still give you those absurd things, but those are like little treats and little things you would pull out in certain occasions that just, you know, ratcheted things up to the next level. With Final Fantasy 16, it seems like these more absurd elements are more central to the gameplay experience, and that kind of pushes me away from it. Now, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and form hard opinions or, you know, judge people who are into that. Like if people are into that kind of combat, that character action, spectacle, Bayonetta, <laughs> Devil May Cry kind of stuff, then hey, great. You guys, you got yourselves another game. You got yourself something else to enjoy. I hope you do enjoy it. I hope it's one of the greatest games ever made. I hope it, I hope it sells a lot. I hope they make more games just like it. Just for me personally, not really my thing. I it's still the game overall is still doing more things right than it isn't. And who knows, maybe once I get it in my hands, even though those are some of the ingredients in the pantry, maybe I can forge my own playstyle where I don't have to pull them out except for special occasions. So yeah, if I can get the experience I'm looking for in there. Well, you get yours, it's fine. If you just get yours and I can't find mine, that's also fine. I'm not going to demand the developer change anything or accommodate me. This is the game they want to make. There are people who are extremely excited for it, and that's all that matters. Yeah, okay. Um, so here's my opinion. Man, fuck. Like, I am... I'm kind of like... I'm interested in this game. I mean, so, I'm very interested. Yeah, it's just I mean, I'll put off. Yeah, so... Where, where we were at, if you listened to last week's episode or the, the week leading up to, you know, just discussing like Square Enix and, you know, when they dropped the Western studios, or at least that, that those few. And then, um, yeah, and then leading up to this state of play and then the anticipation of Final Fantasy 16 probably showing up and seeing some gameplay. And I, I basically said that, like, I played Final Fantasy and they fucking do this every time. I played Final <laughs> Fantasy 15. And yeah, I, I was like on the fence and I got convinced I played it. I love the first couple hours. And then by the end, I was like, why, 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 <laughs> why did I play this game? And God damn, I didn't know it was like that. It, it, was, it was not why it was just more of like, a like, I just very, I, I finished it and I didn't feel like awesome about finishing the game is how i put it like it was very uh like i enjoyed all the new aspects of how they handled it i enjoyed the the cast and yada yada but then as the game like wore on and you know like there are kind of like time jumps and there's just realizing that there's a lot of story elements that were like tied to the movie that i didn't watch and like by the time it was over i was very much like i'm not really sure i understood what happened story-wise which is a, a very big por- a part of uh, final fantasy games and then just the action kind of got away from me and so you know it just i i very much it was very lukewarm lackluster as far as like the ending like i wasn't i didn't hate it it was just i didn't love it and that was the upsetting part because i want to love final fantasy games when i play them um and so yeah and after i beat it i was like i'm done i'm done uh i see these final fantasy remakes they're doing a little bit different and so uh with those i will be on board but as far as like these you know main entries 
I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm off. And then, but with the caveat, if they show me something, then I could change my mind. And then I see this one and I'm seeing the story stuff and it's, you know, the usual story stuff. So that's not really pulling me in. I see the uh, the summons, and then that's when I'm like, "All right, what's, what do you got going on here? What do you got going on? What do you got going on?" And then I see the the combat, and that's where I'm like, mm, "Like," and it's interesting too because um, a show that I listened to beforehand uh, before watching this trailer, uh, they said that this was a more grounded version of like you know these games, like in comparison to what was it Kingdom Hearts? And so I was thinking, "Oh, more grounded? Oh, interesting!" Like, so that means like. I don't know, is this going to be like somewhat like not, you know, not one for one with the souls likes, but a more grounded fighting melee experience would be in that vein. And so that's what I was expecting. And then when I go in and I see fucking juggling, literally juggling a, a character in the air, you say it's a grounded combat experience. And then the, the characters in the air getting combos off of like the exact opposite of that the irony. Um, and so, yeah, I, I see that. And, but at the same time, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, you see the numbers and you see the combos. Yeah. Like, well, like I and, see the, the elements, the magic. Yeah. And it's weird because, you know, I played like the first Devil May Cry. I enjoyed that game. And then I just fell off of Devil May Cry. And it wasn't like I, I hated it. It was just I just fell off of it after that. Bayonetta. I never played a Bayonetta, but they all look good and they get like nines out of tens, like great scores. So like the people who love those character action games, they love Bayonetta and looking really forward to this next installment of Bayonetta whenever it comes out on the switch. And to the point where I've, I've even had my, like my eye on that one, they have like their own version of Kaiju battles in that game. And, you know, there's a little similarities and, um, and so, yeah, this one, if there is like a hope for me in that, like, if it, like, you know, when it comes out and this is going to be, usually I'm not very much a like, oh, like I need reviews to so let me know, but this is very much a, I'm going to wait and see, get the temperature of the game when it releases. I want to read all the breakdowns, not necessarily, I need to see a review score, but I need to see like a breakdown of the combat and how people are enjoying it. Like, I don't want... Like I've always enjoyed the final, the challenge of Final Fantasy games, and when I see a game and you're just like juggling dudes, and you see enemies on the ground looking up as you're just fucking up their homie, mm-hmm. um, that that stuff like kind of makes me wonder like how much challenge there is going to be to a game like this, as opposed to you know just style and visuals and and um, presentation. And so yeah, I just want to know if the substance is there, and I know you keep saying that, like, and that's why I'm hoping. Like every time, like I was just like, mm, you're like. We can't assume there might be a little more. We can't assume that this is just a button masher. There might be a little more to like the combat system. Like it might be a little more intricate than like we think it is on like face value. This this might not be what is it a muzo like one of those dynasty warrior style yeah. games. Um, it's a mainline Final Fantasy. There has to be some degree of depth there. Yeah, and so with that, like I think like as we get a further breakdown of the combat, how the kaiju battles will go, how the summon battles will go, I think that might like get me in. Um, but as of right now, interested like, in that part, especially if I could be Odin all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Like especially yeah, like if you can just like main one and then like build up your character based around that, that would be the shit. And um, yeah, it's like th- those are the only ones that they've let us know a- about right now. And if anything, that is a interesting way because it's like it's taking a way to handle the summons because it is taking a note from naruto and that that was like what naruto is all about is like you have these you have these tailed beasts and they are basically like 
they're controlled by these certain beings and those and the, controlling those beings basically are a version of like having a nuke <laughs> yeah. in the world. And so uh, the idea that there's going to be these other summoners out there and you're going to be doing battle with them and that um, the people who can control these beasts are going to be kind of like the, the focal point of the game. That is very interesting and how that will play into the dynamics of the world and the different, um, I guess, the different geopolitical, like the geopolitical climate that's going on in Final Fantasy. Uh, that all interests me because that's, um, it's a different take. Like, I love that about Final Fantasy games. They they take the lore and they always like kind of like turn it on its head, like with like, you know, the Magitech armor, things like that, and the crystals and how those come into play. And so, yeah, uh, knowing that, um, that has me interested from like, you know, just uh, Final Fantasy geek standpoint. And I just need to see the combat, like the breakdown of the combat, because, you know, I will say like the presentation wise, it looks interesting. I just don't want to be like, you know, just comboing up dudes without any bit of challenge. So once that, your recourse, <laughs> yeah. So once I see that breakdown, then, um, then that will kind of decide if I'm purchasing this game or not. Are you, are you on uh are you an out right now? Or are you, where are you as far as like Final Fantasy goes? I want to be out, but it's Final Fantasy, and I'm seeing more there that I like than I don't. So I'm I'm a wait and see. I mean, and I guess one other thing because you got to call it out when it's when it's there. Another Japanese game. <laughs> this is this was Japanese out. This like presentation, all Capcom. We got some Square Enix. Uh, we got that anime looking like game with the engine yeah. blade arm. I mean, yeah. you can't say Sony is all Western and then you have a showcase that is all Japan centric pretty much. <laughs> and a bunch of games that weren't blockbusters. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Old games. Game. No, no movie games. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, no third person over the shoulder <laughs> open world. <games>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have anything else? Um, I mean, there are there are a ton of other games. Is there anything else you would want to hit on, or should we just move on, get into these quick hits? If you possessed in real life the ability to be able to summon a godlike creature, how would that change your life? Oh my gosh, I would. <laughs> I tell everybody, shut the fuck up. Um, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, excuse me, this is an emergency broadcast. Y'all can all shut the fuck up. Or I'm coming <laughs> to get you <laughs> with my dragon god. <laughs> I feel like I would always travel on his shoulder, or I know, would you travel on his shoulder or in the palm of its hand? <laughs> shoulder, the, shoulder. Yeah, I would. Gotta be up by its ear. Yeah, it whisper it in his ear. <laughs> god whisper <laughs> oh that'd be so amazing but yeah um like you're you're akamaru <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that, that, that would be the shit i mean i would totally i would just run shit and me and my me and my god would just be traveling all around and i would definitely be sleeping in the palm of his hand if not in in like the curve of its belly, <laughs> like as, yeah. as it has little, little spoony. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, shelter, my God, will keep me warm and nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything about that would be 
everything I love about like, you know, meet the Robinsons, uh, what is it? Um, my iron giant. I would, I would always, I would be the forever child with my giant. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be 60 and still be a child with my giant. <laughs> so, there you go. As you should. Yeah. How about, how about yourself? How, how, how would that go for you? The world would be reshaped in my image. <laughs> <laughs> But like in a good way, not in like a well. I mean, of course, there would be absolute tyranny for a little bit until we got everything the way that it needs to be, and then I would be like, "All right, y'all can do this." I'm just gonna retreat to the mountains with my my dragon god, <laughs> nature, knowing that I've that I've done my work, get my Thanos shit on, but yeah. without without killing too many people. But that's another subject. We'll talk about that another time. But yo, man. Overall, I thought the state of play was one of Sony's best. Uh, the mm-hmm. the opinion is mutual among people online, which is a rare sight. However, <laughs> there are still those who just aren't impressed. It's just not up to their standards. It's just it it, it just didn't hit right. We yeah. got trouble of the week. Trouble of the week. Trouble of the week. Trouble of the week. Week, 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 week. <laughs> First troll coming sideways at the state of play says, ready for disappointment, baby. <laughs> just, that was one of them preemptive posts yeah. where people are already expecting to be disappointed by stuff because that's that's the thing to do now. <laughs> so just be upset about shit. Next troll says, I'm always ready for a terrible state of play. <laughs> Next troll says, dumpster fire, as predicted. Dumpster fire. <laughs> dumpster fire. Didn't see not one game I wasn't <laughs> interested in <laughs> across all formats. <laughs> Next troll, and this is a bit of a doozy because uh, first, this troll says some shit and then has to publish an edit to amend what they said. Uh. So let's see how this progresses. First thing the troll says is, LOL, there won't be any Final Fantasy 16. There's never anything good on these things. Once the show's over, they add the edit. Okay, I was wrong. Summer 2023, though. Gaming is a joke now. Nothing announced that I could play this year. <laughs> a joke because he isn't absolutely you can play this year. <laughs> Nothing announced that you could play this year except Callisto Protocol. Roller Jerome, <laughs> Stray. <laughs> I would say Seasons is also coming out this year. <laughs> seasons coming out. Maybe that was the one that was coming out in August and um, Roller Jerome is just set for fall. Something like that. But yeah, so I mean, at least three games you're going to be playing this year. So stop your belly bitching. <laughs> Next show says, yet again from Sony, nothing looks even remotely interesting. Capcom was the only thing close to hype. Capcom had like four games in the conference. Capcom <laughs> is making content and remaking content for games that already exist. <laughs> Capcom is the only thing close to die. Now, don't get me wrong. These remakes are awesome. These are classic games. People should be able to play them in, you know, with a modern take and, you know, with, modern quality of life improvements and just and lady, your favorite mascara in vr got her in vr get, get a good get a good walk around check her out all eight <laughs> feet of that <laughs> a 
lean over and look at her feet. I know people are all about that shit. <laughs> we hear control issues. Don't kink shame. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, Capcom. Okay, dude. Whatever. I mean, if you if you saw that state of play and the only thing you were excited about were remakes and VR versions of existing games, then I think you just don't like video games. <laughs> Next troll says, and last troll. Wow, that was bad. One of the most boring streams ever. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> or maybe that was Jesus and he signed his post out. Yeah. What if Jesus was a, a gaming troll like one of these? He's like, I died for this. <laughs> <laughs> I got two birthdays and no good games to look forward to. <laughs> Oh, shit. But yeah, man. Uh, as many people are saying, as much to the surprise to the staff and, and management here at controlissues.com. <laughs> yeah, but people were actually very positive about the state of play. So I don't know what these people are on. It was actually pretty tough to find these people because for once, most people were enjoying stuff, which is a very good sign. For gamers, every now and then there's that little glimmer of hope through the dark cumulus, cumulonimbus clouds, <laughs> just with the <laughs> eternal downpour of salty tears <laughs> from the heavens. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's nice to see people being positive. It's nice for Sony to have a showing like this. I mean, we, we really got to see a lot of good stuff for a half hour show, which is insane. Like, all these other showcases are usually about an hour long i mean like i said next week we get to look forward to the ign summer games fest we get to look forward to jeff keely's presentation we get to look forward to the microsoft bethesda show where i am more than confident i'll be seeing starfield gameplay and losing my goddamn mind in real time so the games are coming we got the systems. We we got over the honeymoon period. We we're having a steady trickle of content. Stuff's getting delayed, but you know what? More stuff gets announced. More stuff comes out. World keeps spinning. Everything's good. AMC, you got any words? Yeah, I mean, a lot of what I love is um, when we get one of these presentations and it shuts a lot of people the fuck up. Even though they'll continue complaining regardless. But I mean, as we said. Ton of Japanese games. Well, Sony doesn't support Japanese. Uh, yeah. uh, Sony doesn't support support for peripherals. Got a ton of VR shit. <laughs> Much adult VR shit, I would say. On top of and, that, a new VR headset coming out. Yeah. Um, Second yeah. iteration. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, people even shitting on the PlayStation. Um, what is it? Uh, the new PS Plus tier system and all that and saying like oh it's not game pass and at least what we see here is that we won't expect first party games on there but we can't expect that every now and then sony's gonna crank out a third party um day and date release on that ps plus system so you can look forward to that um so yeah uh a lot of things that a lot of concerns or a lot of bitching and complaining well we got our waifus we got our Easterns, we got our Japanese showing, we got all of that, um, and then some. And so, yeah, it's a. Uh, I thought Sony, like, for the showcase that, you know, is not 
I th- clearly this isn't the big one. I think that we there's still the big one coming as a as we read. Um, they had their last big one was in fall, so I imagine that's where we see you know, or not not then maybe a little earlier, but that's when we see you know God of War things on those lines. Probably see it before that, I assume, but um, they'll have some big showcase coming down the line, and that's where we'll see a lot more first party stuff. And uh, but as far as like the third party PSVR showcase, one that I just assumed people were going to be shitting all over because it didn't have Last of Us factions or God of War or, or Spider Man 2, Wolverine, whatever you're looking forward to. Um, they did show up strong, and that is that is a good sign for state of play moving forward. It's showing that they can be successful with these without having to rely on first party um, reveals and, and gameplay and things along those lines. I mean, first party technically you did see horizon for VR, but you know, the flagship PS five shit. And so, yeah, uh, I thought it was awesome. And all those trolls, once again, I love to see you upset. I love to see you having to go back and, and edit your hate. <laughs> that was to, hilarious. Trying to come up with new ways to find hate. <laughs> trying to double down. Yeah. <laughs> like double or nothing. It was disappointing. That that remorseful hate. Uh yeah, it's great. Um, so yeah, I, I thought Sony did well and, and good on you, Sony, and show up strong with the next one. I can't wait to see some God of War. I can't wait to see some Last of Us factions. Show up strong with the next one. So yes. should we get into these quick hits, A dub? Let's get into these quick hits and see what you got left because I have nothing. All right, I think I have nothing else. Let me just scroll through. Uh, oh, uh, Let's get into this segment we don't have stories for. Uh, this is this would be a real quick one. Um, as we got teased, and now we know Dragon Age has its name, and it will be called Dragon Age Dreadwolf. I will read off the quick description from. Uh, I think it was from the blog. Solas the Dreadwolf. Um, some say he might even be an ancient elven god. Some say may not. Uh, others say he is a betrayer of his people or a savior who now seeks to rescue them at the cost of your world. His motives are inscrutable and his methods sometimes questionable, earning him a reputation as something of a trickster deity. But he is going to be one of the, the main characters. Uh, he was in the previous Dragon Age Inquisition. So it's kind of cool that they're bringing another character back to be um, one of the focal points in a, in a follow-up game. Fans of the series will know that Dreadwolf is a reference to Solas. Without going into spoilers, Solas is, Solas is a magical party member and potential love interest in Dragon Age Inquisition. That's all I got for my quick hit A-dub. We don't know anything else. They said that they are going to show up later and give us more details on Dragon Age Dreadwolf. Um, do you have anything else here or should we just get out of here? I mean, if they got a name, then we're, we're getting closer to seeing what this game is going to be about. They're taking their sweet time making it, which also instills a bit of confidence. So I'm excited for Dragon Age 4, now known as Dragon Age Dreadwolf. Also have a question of, so you know how there's usually some kind of like combined naming convention when it comes to games at certain points, like the word fall was a pretty big word for a while. Like there was, it was a kill zone shadow fall. And of course there was always fallout. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, there were a lot of games with the word fall in it. And then there were a lot of word, I mean, a lot of games, there was another word. I can't think of it right now, but now you, you have Dreadwolf. We had Metroid Dread. <laughs> <laughs> so it's dread the new word that's going to be kidding around 
that's uh, interesting. Yes, yeah, that's, that's very true. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other examples, but yeah, no, you had it right. I mean, I mean, I know back, dread not exists. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you went to like that era, I, it was a naming convention, but like Super was something that was in like every title. Super was a big thing <laughs> on the SNES. It was like Super Metroid, Super whatever, Ghouls and Ghosts. <laughs> yes, had to had to cross pollinate that marketing with the the sales of the console. <laughs> yeah. Super DS wasn't going to sell itself. Yeah. <laughs> Very much. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that's a funny observation. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for the rest of the dreads because you know there's going to be some more coming down the line. <laughs> um, do you have anything else before we get out of here? I think I think one of the words was dawn because I know Horizon Zero Dawn came out oh, and then yeah. there was another there was another dawn game. I want to say like Destiny has a dawn in one of the names and one of like the expansions, but I don't something. I don't oh, I uh, didn't. Didn't uh, Far Cry have an expansion like New Dawn? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would be yeah. So it like Fall Dawn and now Dre. Yeah, <laughs> Dawn of War. Oh wait, no, that's got it. Dawn. Whew, <laughs> ah, it's my favorite. That's and then we had the whole Warhammer showcase. Speaking of Dawn and Dawn oh, of yeah. War specifically, yeah. because yeah. Dawn of War was that game simultaneously made me fall in love with Warhammer, with real-time strategy games all over again, with PC gaming. Like it was, this is the kind of game that I look for. It was beautifully animated. It was delightfully unique in its spin on the real-time strategy genre. It was fucking fun, man. (laughs) It was great. Like I was, I was like, that was the game that really began my understanding of how to type without looking at the keyboard. It was like, I gotta restock, restock the guns, restock the enemies, reinforce. (laughs) Let me get to group one, group five, (laughs) move in, converge, get in the crater, get the defense. Oh man, Ah, just good times were had. So yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. We don't have to go too deep into the, the Warhammer show, but let me some Warhammer. Yes, sir. I don't even know how I got on that. This is Control Issues out in the AMC. Thanks for playing. Sucker.